0: stream started. Let me just double check on YouTube. Make sure it
1: did. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, they can hear me. Crap. This is Dave, head of marketing at a ketchup company.
2: Are we on? Are we here? We are live. What's good, CA community? You know what this is it's Prime Binds. It is Saturday, April 8th. And this is the first show back after White Paper 2.0. I think I remember doing a White Paper 1.0 deep dive and and podcast, but this is the uh, second iteration. The second version of the white paper. And today, you know, we usually are about three deep, but by the dip is off on a nice little road trip somewhere. So it's me and the homie Mac. Mac, what's good, man? How you feeling?
0: I'm doing great, man. I mean, I know we got the homie dip out in the Grand Canyon right now. So uh, he's uh, definitely nowhere near where he can get reception. So we're here just we're going to pump it. We're going to do Prime Minds Right. Just keep on pushing, man. I'm excited. The show must go on. The show must go on, brother. And mm-hmm. I am ex- I am extremely excited to come on and talk about the uh, white paper today, man. The yeah. the new drop is dope.
2: Super white dope. paper 2.0, man. I I know. Um, you know what? I, I feel I feel very good. Like I think I was like a day late in reading it, but I read it. I took my time with it. You know, I I, I cuddled under the uh, uh, uh a nice candle. And just went through the white paper. The best thing I think about this is that it's more of uh, um, you know the thesis that champions has. Um, it's more fleshed out. It's it, it gave us more details. It gave us more a glimpse into the vision of of where the game is, what they're thinking, where it's going, and how this will actually be implemented, and and it could be played through and how the game will play. So I was just excited to see more details to everything but what stood out mac like what what do you think because because we you know people that's been here since day one we're following it along what is um what kind of stuck out like what was different from 1.0 white paper 1.0 and 2.0 and did you have any surprises or anything like that like what stuck out to you uh
0: the the major major difference to me that stuck out was tokenomics like they were talking about tokenomics and having coins on they specifically yeah. said got rid of that on two So That was extremely surprising to not only myself, but I think a lot of people in the community. We'll talk we'll touch on that more.
2: Some pretty good tokenomics in there. Yeah, I see some, some new things mentioned in the white paper and maybe some things that were mentioned before that are not on there. I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but like um I don't know, now we'll wait till we get there. We'll wait till we get there. Um so, no, so you're you're glad to see some of the tokenomics. You know, one of the things that I think we touched on earlier, man, one of our very old early episodes, we were talking to a developer, and they were saying how big of a role the maestros will play in the game. Mm-hmm. And, like, when you're when going through it and, and you take, like, um, the long-term view of this, like, you realize when the game rolls out, like when the game is ready for mass consumption, the whole thing will be about the maestros and the uh going through the game as a maestro, customizing your maestro and then having that attachment to your character and then trying to do as much in the game as possible.
0: Oh yeah, maestro
2: is huge. hmm And like to me, it's like the, the free-to-play element, which I, I don't know if I don't know if that's new, but it's like maestro jumping in there for no money at all, uh just internet connection and the equipment. You're playing the Maestro. You're playing the game. And so it's free to play with just really in-game purchases and unlocks. That, that, that will drive the economy. But again, we will get into that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was like the the uh, biggest thing that stood out to me. First, man, in honor of Dip, I know Dip's not here, so we're not going to go too deep into the economy. You know, Dip's our, our local uh, economist, tokenonomist guy. But Let's touch on it a little bit just for uh, just for to take a habit. Here's what I'm noticing, man. Here's what I'm noticing real quick is like, and I think we might have talked about this before, is you don't like I, it doesn't matter if we have an expert on here or not. Like the economy is doing such like the craziest shit. There's no way you can kind of uh, determine if it's if we're going to be okay, if it if a bear and a recession and depression is coming, or if we're going to have sideways action. Like, for the next few years. But what's oh, yeah. sticking out, man, about the economy? What do you think?
1: The
0: biggest things that are going on right now with the economy is everything that's been happening with the U.S. dollar. And uh, the, the BRICS reserve currency. Um, there's been chatter, and uh, it's been in the news a little bit more recently, um, with the uh, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South, South Africa. Um, those... Countries are trying to essentially create their own new reserve currency to replace the dollar as the world's reserve currency.
2: Which that's, oh, I've seen that.
0: That's huge. Like, it for that is. That's those are fighting
2: words, man. Those I mean, are. That's, that's that that's some deep shit right there. That's
0: that's like major, like world changing plays right
2: there. So, we'll just touch lightly on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah not that i i understand it all but like definitely the u.s dollar is the global currency
1: mm-hmm. right
2: it's like in, in every all those countries you named actually still has a stake in the u.s dollar india china all of them it's, you know a, a lot of the um uh like like we use that like we just partnered economies but they they pay everything back in u.s dollars right so yeah. I think I think they're kind of hedging their bets too which is like hey we can start uh, a currency that can compete with with the dollar and not have to rely so heavily on what what you know what the dollar does
0: that's exactly so. what they're doing and it, it does it also has come into effect that like with us putting sanctions on them we have uh, kind of put a stranglehold on their economies who wants to be held back it's like it's not something that another country it would appreciate by any means of the terms. So if they have an opportunity mm-hmm. to create something that's their own, that they can't be sanctioned in that way, they can have more it, essentially free trade, right? Yeah. So it's I don't it's, I understand, but if that if that happens, um, they're trying to create something that goes against both the the euro and the dollar, right? So. Mm-hmm. People, all of Northern Europe and Western Europe, and, and the United States of America would be greatly impacted by this change.
2: The complete lifestyle
0: yeah. difference. So um, there, there will be, be there will be competition.
1: Yeah, there
2: will be competition. Is this so? This currency that they're making is that what is that backed by anything? Is that I think we we're talking a dip before this. Like, is that what will be backed by gold, or are they having plans for that?
0: That I have or, other research into. Just, I mean, just talking with Dip before, he was saying something about uh, beating back my gold, but I haven't been able to read that or find that anymore yet. Um, but again, I mm-hmm. haven't done the research because I don't trade. <laughs> I don't trade the markets like
1: that.
2: Yeah. So, oh, oh, I get it. I get it. Yeah. The other, I mean, besides that's something definitely to watch for. You know, um, shit. There's things are happening very in unpredictable, unpredictable ways. Um, the other thing is that crypto's doing. Pretty good, I think. Like the the fear of um, inflation and everything, and people just trying to find a spot. Like, because uh, when you when you can when you can put your currency into something uh, like a tangible asset, you know, like crypto isn't really tangible, but it shows ownership. But when you can put it into a, a, an an asset that you own, you're kind of safe from the inflation, right? If if the the value of the dollar goes down, and everything else stays the same, then then the thing that you own goes up in terms of the dollar or, or, or the currency
1: well, yeah.
0: so yeah. i think
2: that might be a reason crypto is doing well cryptocurrency
0: is what just the set it is what the second half of the word it is it's a currency right so you can treat it just like any other thing you can keep it as a store of value in case your currency's value goes down and that's kind of what's going on right now with the dollar bill so a lot of currencies mm-hmm. right and so people are valuing these cryptocurrencies is a better store of value than the fiat currencies that are out there. So,
2: right. Yeah. And, uh, and I know we've talked about this before too, but, um, when it comes to the housing market, like, it looks like that will be the last leg of a suffering economy. If the housing market starts to suffer people's, the first step to that is people losing their jobs, which is happening, especially in the tech sectors. I think the last report was like uh, over a million jobs lost this year, like right over a million jobs lost. It's it's pretty hard to afford a mortgage when people don't have an income, and then the next step to that is oversupply in the housing market. And then while this, the prices are still high because nobody wants to move or do anything in the market, once we get enough of a supply and oversupply, if folks start to lose their homes, then that's when we see another slump in the housing market. So it's again everything i think it's just more of a wait and see in the economy and i me, myself personally i might be looking into a little bit more real estate but that's just me not financial advice
0: no and then none of this on this podcast is ever financial advice <laughs> uh no. not ever um i would yeah. definitely say real estate's not ever a bad play unless you're you buy something that's just got decrepit property Right. then you're taking a big right. risk. But real estate is always a good play. Um, even if you have to buy it when, as long as you're not buying at high price, high interest rate, you're good to go. Even if right. the pr- price is high and interest rates are low, you'll be able to pay it off. If the price is lower, but the interest rate is high, interest rates will eventually go back down when they get high. Right, We saw it go down right. 2.75 or 2.65 at some point for the lowest for some people.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, when I worked at the bank, I worked with a lady who had bought her house in uh, the seventies, I believe she said, and her house was thirty-five thousand dollars, but she had a fifteen percent interest rate.
2: So. Yeah, it was high. That we don't get it. Yeah, like we don't understand that we went through that, like abnormally period, uh, low period of interest rates for a while.
0: Long
1: time.
2: Right. One percent, two percent, zero fucking percent, three percent, like that's so low, even at what I think we're at like eight percent now or something. I don't even know. But still anything under double digits is is still either moderate or low compared to just the history of the country.
0: Yeah. I think the um, best thirty year mortgage that you can get right now is like I think it might almost be seven percent, six and a half or seven percent, depending on how much they went up, uh
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Or if they've calculated. Right. But yeah, it's it's high interest rate, man. It's not it's it's more than doubled, practically tripled from the low that we were at a year and a half ago, two years ago. So
2: yeah, yeah, in um, recent history,
0: it is it is shock considering that it was that recent that we saw this. But
2: yeah. right, right, and I and I think you just said it too, though. It's like right now the prices are still high and the interest rate is getting higher, so. Not the best time, but I think there will be some movement in the housing property market where the price will go low. But the interest rate will continue to climb, but that might be another sweet spot, right? With like you said, like with the price low, interest rate high, it might be worth buying. And when both are high,
1: yeah,
2: yep. um, yeah, which nope. gets me to I think even even back to the white paper, man, and we can we can even dive into it. Yep, is. The thing I was most excited about, but we'll, I think we'll go page by page. But, but the thing I was most excited about from the beginning of the game, or even just getting in, yep. was yep. the land and the development part. And we got a, a lot more information on that. We did as to how we can, uh, you know, do some. You know, the economy will work and, and get some earnings here.
0: Yep. Um, but
2: just you, second, you got the stream on.
0: Just a second. Mm-hmm. I I, I mm-hmm. know that I know that we're missing dip right now, but um, we do have we do have a. Uh, a loyal fan and a, a longtime supporter, a man backstage, Gonzaga. I'm going to go ahead and bring. Him oh, up. let me see. He said he would uh the, be, the would homie be come be happy to come and join us today and give us a little bit of his insight. Um, uh, we just watched the lot la- I watched the last episode of uh. Bone Zone, and it was a great zone. episode. And uh, I'll get him up here. And yeah, he that's that was- a- I keep moving him let's ask problems. him
2: about that oh yeah no let's ask him about up. the bones on episode let me talk what, what that was about and what's going on
0: he was uh, bunzaga. bunzaga bringing bunzaga to the stage welcome back to prime ryan's bunzaga thanks for joining us today man
3: yeah of course anytime
2: Prince bunzaga yes sir. What's, what's up happening? man explain, explain explain the uh explain the PFP. what, what do you got there
3: yeah, so as you all may remember, I've been banned a couple of times from Discord. <laughs> no, not you. Not,
2: not, not a the possibility.
3: Sweet, not the sweet bandaga. Yeah, and so this is actually from Sphinx, and the title is "The Exiled Prince." And so this is my, my, uh, my carcadon, and with generated with AI art. Oh, dope.
2: You got some you got some good art anyway, man. You got you've actually got a lot of great things in, in CA. So I know you were in, in uh uh you had the Carcadon already.
3: Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, I've got mm-hmm. a few a few renditions of it. Uh, I know I, one of the other users um you know donated a, a piece to me as well when I, I gave them a um Prime Eternal and they they rewarded me with like a, a PFP kind of oh thing cool. Too. Look
2: at yeah. that. Nice. Nice, nice. So uh you had episode of Bones on what was that one about your last one? I didn't see it yet.
3: The white paper preview 2.0. What are you,
2: <laughs> What are your thoughts, man? I asked Mac like what um like what what do you did anything surprise you? Like what do you what are your thoughts on that? Cuz 1.0 came out, 2.0 I'm sure it's a lot more a lot more details. I'm sure you got a lot more thoughts, but did anything surprise you when 2.0 came out?
3: Well, when I before the AMA, you know, I was concerned about the land, you know, that we were all promised as founders, right? Mm-hmm. But but after the AMA, I, I feel good about that. You know, I, I it's not even a worry anymore, so that's cool. Yeah, were, yeah, because it wasn't mentioned.
0: There was a huge difference yeah. between the white paper and at, before and after the AMA, for sure.
3: Yeah, yeah, definitely, and I think that's I mentioned that actually, um, that King Dav is that is they, you know, in my opinion, they should have included that <laughs> as part as part of it.
2: Yeah, some of the perks explaining how that process is, but, yeah, I guess we just had to wait a little bit for them to clear it up.
3: Well, and, and what, uh, you know, Cast Messina said was that they, they didn't include it because the white paper is supposed to address the general population and the general public, and so they didn't feel like they had to include those details, but I think they should have personally. I can see both sides.
2: But as as long as like we know that the land is coming and it's, it's the same from what I understand too, and I, I kind of had that this question still, but um, that it is the type of land that we can use and develop and and um, you know earn off of or build on pretty much. It's the same type of land, but with just extra maybe extra functionality to it.
3: Yeah, I think so. so. I think it's I think it's more about where it's located. I think that. Uh the the founding land might be you know prime real estate where like the sanctioned land might be a, a little bit farther out or a little bit less less desirable just slightly okay maybe i don't know yeah we'll see. yeah
2: i guess we'll see mm-hmm. and it, it might just be cool to have the founders land right because you know we're the ogs in there and that's where you know the founders land will be but you, do you want uh, to stay on Banzag? Well, I think we're gonna go page through page, page by page, and just do a deep dive, like you know, talk about okay. it still about, yeah, about each cool. one. Yeah, Mac. that's awesome. Nick, want to break into it?
0: Yeah, for sure. So I just I just had pulled up really quick the map um, on the stream. If you guys are looking at watching the stream, uh, there's a Maestros quarters right here to the west of the Coliseum. and I really wonder if that's where they're gonna try and put. Some founder's land. So ah, we'll see, though, boys. Why? Because we'll the
2: Maestro. Because it's the uh, Maestro's corner. Uh, what do you think? Why?
0: Yeah, just because it's the Maestro's corners.
2: But mm-hmm.
0: we'll see. We shall.
2: See. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I gotta give a bad mad, mad shout out to Dip because he does this all the time on the fly. We need a Jamie.
2: <laughs> <laughs> i right. just moving all the pictures, no, I get it.
0: Yep. So here's the white paper right here. Let's
2: open this up a little bit. Well, welcome to the world of Messina. A lot of this I, I think I think most of the folks, you know, that are in, in the game already know, but we'll touch on it anyway, just to have like a complete comprehensive version of the white paper. Yep.
0: So pretty much I mean, they start out and introduce you to what the concept of it is. Collect, train, equip, manage your own stable brave and brutal gladiators. So I mean um there's a lot that they are wrapping up in this one package, boys yeah I mean, I think the theme park concept doesn't even quite under it's an understatement as to what they're trying to the concept of what they're outlaying is
2: in building with this so mm mm-hmm. are you on um we can start from the first page where are you at right now
0: yeah this is the very first page I've got some some major some major points up here that I wanted to talk about or we can just go through mm-hmm. it. but I mean there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff. And there's Easter eggs all over in this gameplay. Or in
2: this White Paper Boys. Like, all over. Alright, well, let's go, man. Let's go. So I'm looking at the first page that says, Welcome to the World of Messina. Is that yeah. where you're at?
0: No, I'm at the... Right now, I was just showing everybody the gameplay. And now we're going through the Collect and Descend page. So, in the game overview. Alright. Um, so... Pretty much as it goes, tells you right here about all the ways that uh, you're going to be able to use your champion. Right? I know, Benzaggy, you've thrown this up, this illustration up on the bone zone. Um, it's pretty comprehensive.
3: Yeah, I think what's interesting too is that in that gameplay, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're you're playing as a champion. You you can also be playing as your maestro and doing other things too besides combat. You know.
1: Yep.
0: Yep. Let's see. That comes. Uh, here's again the map. It shows you're gonna have uh, the maestro stuff comes right down here. Where uh, it says maestros are similar to a trainer or manager Pokemon. They maintain their stable champions. Right. You're gonna be able to customize it. That was one thing i didn't have an opportunity to get a video of and i thought you did a great job in bone zone was the customization of your character um yeah and
3: what's interesting is um sorry go
0: ahead no i was just saying they don't really give you a lot of options but
3: yeah exactly that's exactly my what i was about to say was um i was just um i did a a stream with a a mmo streamer named doc game and um he, that was one of his questions at the very end was you know do you th- do i think they're going to implement more customization options for your character oh i would hope so yeah yeah me too and and that's what i i told myself you know when I, I when i logged on and created my maestro i was just like Ugh. but um <laughs> but I, you, you got to tell yourself this is this is prototype stuff you know this is like i mean 2 years from now, when we have, like, the slider bars where we can make our guy fat or not, you know, it's like, that's that's all coming down the road, you know?
0: Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. This, this is just, like, hey, guys, we're giving you more than just base options that we had in AI put together for you, so you could can, can have a couple choices, right? But yes. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. And then on top of that, the thing is, like, these, again, are just base choices. They're already, like, later in this white paper, they talk about pets having costumes so if they are anything about pets having costumes you'd know they're gonna have all different types of costumes based on the um, what did they gave seven or eight different um, origin places that these maestros come from that you can choose from so mm-hmm. right I mean they they are they are laying out in this white paper if you read read it carefully that this is going to be an extremely detailed diverse Game with literally, they say millions of different options. Mm. So,
3: yeah. yeah, yeah, and for a beginning implementation, it's not bad either. You know, they could have just said, you know, this is your maestro, it's one person, but you know, you can pick either male or female, you can pick some hair colors, you can pick some, you know, clothing options. So, it's not bad. It's just, it's not what we're used to with like today's game, you know.
0: Nope. I think the big thing here that they talk about though is uh, right here in this paragraph says, maestro rolls a niche occupied by the humans who possess their own unique soul-like energy called anima. When a champion and a human maestro bond, they share this anima energy and together the right combination of talent and willpower can become unstoppable. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty much saying like, hey, if you have, if you play with one champion over and over and over again you'll be like Ash and like they literally say Pokemon right here, so think Ash and Pikachu right there is what they're trying to say that the people can do.
3: Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. So I wonder what kind of kind of development that will look like, like as far as like progression or leveling or whatever.
0: Mm-hmm. Like a friend mode, uh, like you take Pokemon for walks and your Pokemon go and you get candies. Who knows?
2: Yeah. So you would have to play the maestro. So even even people that hold multiple um, prime, even multiple prime eternals, they will still have to pay, play their maestro if they have that advantage, right? To to create that bond where they'll both be better, willpower become unstoppable, right? So it's like for like the like I, like I said up top is the maestro character. I think is seems like like the game they're going to roll out it will be the maestro will be the star of of the game and the and then the p e will just be like the coolest thing in the game. Mm,
0: I think your maestro well, they even say um, that you can use the maestro or your um character right, right. So they say. Like you don't have to walk around. You can choose maestro. to, move it. yeah, right, yeah. And they talk about it further down in, in the uh the white paper as we get in. They'll talk about it a little bit more.
2: Mm-hmm. So yeah, just, I get it, but they still want you to play with the maestro too. Hundred
3: percent, like hundred yeah. percent. But the big thing they want you to do is fight. So like well, expect- I think so. Just from my from what I'm thinking is the maestro is the the entry point for people that don't own a prime. And mm-hmm. so that's got to be, that's got to be really cool and really appealing, you know, that you can customize it. You can do all kinds of things with your maestro, because that's what most, like if we think about the millions, if if there's a million players, there's only like, you know, 1700 eternals. So they're, they're trying to create this maestro scenario. So that way they can appeal to the mass public, you know?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh yeah, they specifically even say that in the end of this chap, this paragraph says, uh, "Champions or players who don't own a champion can use their maestro to explore the world, and they have met the renting or the battle pass will allow them to earn the resources which they can eventually use to own a champion." So they will make it a free to play, and the, cha- the maestros will be at that point your only access
2: to the game at all. So mm-hmm. you're one. Of, yeah, I, think, I know. Great, Colby. Yep, yep. And I know we'll get there, man. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna put this question out now. If you can play with the Maestro free to play, and you can earn, like for instance, Messina, or earn your way into getting a champion, where where does that come from? if You're doing free to play. We mean, can answer it? that now or later.
1: What Listen, mean, where, where will they be coming from? <clears throat> where would
2: where where, where, the, where would the champion come from that you can earn? Is that going to be an NFT and is there a limited amount of those for free to play players like like if you're playing free to play and you're not putting any money into the game mm-hmm. but you're earning a champion where does that like where does that champion come from and is there a limited
3: amount Yeah, I was wondering that too. That was one of the questions they asked today was um you know basically can you earn a champion without paying for it?
0: The only way I Seems like you can.
3: It says yeah. you can in here.
0: Well, the only way I would see you being able to do something like that is um, getting enough assets that you would have enough to be willing to, or have enough assets that aren't a champion to trade for someone that's worth, uh, a champion, right? Or to sell the assets for the in-marketplace in, mar- in marketplace coin that you could buy a champion with.
2: Oh, then buy one that's like for sale. Like with yeah. gold or whatever?
0: Yeah, well, and it did. When we get to the marketplace, it'll talk about it a little bit more, right? But essentially, you would be farming resources to sell for an asset that you could then use that asset to buy a champion.
3: But does that champion come from us, or does that, or will CA generate some with their battle pass?
0: I don't. I, the battle pass is only going to be primes, is what it sounds like. So um, let's
3: start with oh, yes, like yes, access yes, that to too. primes.
0: I don't think it's. Yeah. I don't think it says to start with at all anywhere. We could, like, I said We'll get there. We'll we, get can there. Jump, we could jump. We can jump all around let's, in this thing, boys. <laughs> we could. I don't
2: know. You want to go? Let's go page by page again, man. I think. I think all we'll right. All right. Let's take a step We're, back. Yeah,
0: We're seconds. over here
2: at, at battle.
0: Uh, okay. If, if we want to step back, this one was something oh, yeah. I definitely yeah. wanted to show. Um, because it's t- this is the main point, right? Combat experience just won't be limited to the arena. Players can also use their champions to explore dungeons and player-generated challenges. So, that was a huge thing. Like, obviously, this right here on the screen is the arena, right? That's where yep. most of the fighting is going to be done. That's the main attraction for Champions Ascension. But, there's lots of other stuff that they're going to have, too. Um, let's see. Can I pull, where is
3: it at? Which, which... I think is a little bit ironic because I think that, honestly, I think that combat only appeals to a limited number of people. And I think everything else that's are, surrounds that, you know, like mining and gathering, crafting the, the quests and stuff, mm-hmm. I think is more appealing to me than, than combat. You know, I think that yeah. out of like a hundred people, you know, maybe, maybe five or 10 want to do combat, you know? Well,
0: and here's the thing though, is, combat in the arena is uh, maybe different than combat, right? Because think about it, like...
3: Yeah, yeah, that's true.
0: If you had an open-world combat situation, or where it's probably going to be the PvE, hopefully, where you don't... It's more like what we've experienced for 3v3 combat, right? Uh, And it's NPC characters or computer-controlled characters like you would face in any game out there what's the difference between doing that or playing something like uh Zelda, right? Or Genshin Impact or uh, any game that you're walk I mean shit Grand Theft Auto is the same you walk around and find people on the- that are protecting a certain resource or uh, you're going to try and steal something from them and you shoot them and kill them, right? Like it's all sandbox yeah. fighting. So that's what that I think that would be totally justifiable if- for non arena combat and be a blast i think it'll be a blast still
2: yeah yeah, and yeah it, a lot of different are games. to it yeah so the, the one in the arena is just really really different game but i think from from what they say it's always been the main game so even like if some people don't like it they don't have to play it but if you do like you know the the battle fighting game types types of games and you're good at it then you're going to get the most value uh, rewards like specifically like the mo- you can earn the most I think doing the arena fighting
0: <laughs> yeah Johnny, Johnny specifically talked said it multiple times during the AMA uh, if you're good you'll get better rewards you'll do better if you're
2: better right so yeah yeah and that was too to even like you know even zoom out a bit here like that was a, I guess a little bit of a surprise but you kind of knew that's where they were going the whole time that that's why they're making the, the the game and they mentioned several times like they don't want people just extracting value out of the game and we when we talked about it like that's what we appreciated with the project and so you can see in this that they don't ever use the word staking in this white paper 2.0 like they they don't want just passive staking. They want people to be involved. There's going to be ways you can earn passively. Johnny even said at the AMA, but you're going to do the best to get the most value out of this game if you're actually playing it, and and you know you contribute to the game experience. What I I which I like, I'm for that.
3: Well, yeah, I think that's also a probably a legal legal thing too. You know,
2: 100%. yeah, <laughs> yeah. You can't just you can't just do staking, right? It, it changes. No, it, it changes the term of because... everything.
0: From passive, active to passive, uh, right revenue generation, which is not, I mean, fine line, very fine line,
2: and lots of different yeah, taxes, yeah,
0: lots of complications and regulations. So
2: let's all yeah. stay away from oh. that. Let's, oh, let's not. But let's not stake let's, yeah. not stake. let's not stake. we play the game and have in-game yeah.
0: assets. I mean, there's going to be a ton of different ways to play the game too, man. Like I know Benzaga is talking about. He doesn't like to necessarily battle like what has been uh, in there but they're going to have, it even says up here, right here, team-based PvP, free-for-all, which this is a wonderful picture of a free-for-all match. That's and so uh, cool. is already ca- called out <laughs> in the white paper. is in the white paper. Uh, I mean, <laughs> pl- there's going to be PvE. I, I, I really hope they have the open world combat, too. You know what I mean? AI-controlled auto battles, like if you don't like to go in and play what is currently available, that doesn't necessarily mean there's not gonna be something for you in this game. So Yeah. Let's get let's uh flip the page though. Go on to gear. Forging gear is the next thing that they want us to, to kind of touch on.
2: So Oh yeah. That has to do with some of the earnings here.
0: Yes, the gear is pretty much gonna be the big portion of where you get your earnings from from what it sounds like um, unless you are specifically a prime owner uh, or a content creator or however they want to gate that um, but they're pretty much mm-hmm. uh, they they said that you know there's gonna be three options for forging gear. You have the bonesmith, which is right here on the right. you have mm-hmm. got. The osteomancer which is our lovely character here on the left and then you have player owned forges Um, the player owned forges are only going to be purchasable with messina and they're going to have to be on land which will hopefully only be purchasable with messina we'll see how they end up rolling that out based on what they've said Um, but essentially um, those are your only three options and the Bonesmith is going to be. Bonesmith and Osteomancer will be from CA. And the Forges will all be character or player owned.
2: Player owned, unsanctioned land. Mm-hmm. Purchased through Messina and actually upkept through Messina. I know I'm getting a little ahead, but still, right? It's like uh, a, a lot of that. Like when when I was looking at this, is this is also ways to flush. Right? Is that what they call it? like, or you know, flush some of the resources or, or some of the in-game value? Sink it. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Even when we talked to uh our, our old-school homie, the first uh tokenomics guy,
0: Mister Zero, And his
2: name too. Zero, cool. Yeah, he went he went through. He told us, you know, he taught taught us about the whole process. So we want to sink as much things as possible for the economy. So this is awful part of that.
0: Oh yeah, and yeah, and it's too like. I want to get a Gonzaga's opinion actually on this before
3: I say how I feel. Uh, (laughs) I think I know what you're going to say. I don't know. Let's hear what you got. Uh, Yeah, okay. So I've got the before the AMA opinion and after the AMA opinion. Okay. Right. Give us your process. So before the AMA, I was pretty disappointed with this idea that uh, CA was going to have these these NPCs people could go to and not go to us, you know, with our and use our forages to craft their gear. Mm-hmm. And so I see that. So after the AMA, I'm okay with it because what it sounds like is it reminds me if you go to like any NPC in lots of the MMOs, like World of Warcraft or like Dark Age of Camelot, or you know, a lot of them, you can get these base items that are basically garbage that nobody really uses you know like when you're first starting the game or if you're if you just need a weapon when you just leveled up you just get the very basic type of item and that's what i see the the bonesmith is providing and then if they want to customize that weapon like let's say i i go to the bonesmith i buy some sword but i don't like that it has intelligence on it i want to add strength instead you know they have to go to us in order to like customize their weapon and add the stats that they want to it. And so for me, I'm okay with that because that to me shows like a player can min max. You know, that a player can they they're gonna have to go through us in order to really get the most out of the game versus just buying the basic item. Mm.
2: And it's kind of a funnel so that they go in and and they get their base item, and that gives them more of a reason to come to us. So that they can uh, you know, get get a better use out of it or upgrade it.
3: Yeah. So so I'm okay so with that. Good. The only thing that I didn't like about the Osteomancer was that it said that basically they would be able to get some of the most rarest, unique, most, you know, powerful items in the game from the Osteomancer by kind of doing like a gambling type thing. And so I didn't really like that because there's nothing there's no nothing that we have like that that we can provide the user to do the same, you know.
2: Mm, right. You get back random things. Yeah, could it was be like better could be worse.
3: Yeah, so like you could give them like 10 basic items and then either get, you know, it's a, it's like a gamble. You could either get a crappy item back or you could get something that is way better than anyone could ever craft, you know.
1: Mhm. Mhm.
2: Yeah. That's true. It would be, it would be uh interesting if they gave us that ability too. Right? And it's almost like you're you're the house, like you're the casino you know it's like (laughs) hopefully, you come out on top
3: i mean unless okay unless you can do the same thing you know let's say i go get this badass one of a kind item from the osteomancer and now i want to go forge it and and make it even better with the stats that i want i mean that i'm okay with that you know
1: Mm -hmm.
0: i'm not sure if they're gonna let us do that but that's i mean so here's the thing is when i read first read the white paper uh when i First read it, I was not too happy with it at all, and then I re kind of reread the um, the forges page, right? And even before the AMA, I kind of understood what was what they had going on. Um, and and afterwards, I think I my understanding might be a little bit different than yours, Benzaga. So I'd be interested to see who's right. But what I think is, um, the Bonesmith, yes, that's going to be the the place where. Like, free-to-play players will go to get their cheap, cheap weapons, right? Your base stat stuff. Um, And then, that's going to be all they can do with it, is buy base stat stuff from the bonesmith. If they take that base stat stuff to us, all I thought that we were going to be able to do was change the cosmetic on on something that came from the bonesmith. Um... After listening to Johnny's AMA, it definitely sounds like what we will be able to do is craft those same weapons the bonesmith has can craft but ours will come with um, imbued abilities because it comes from the forge and with whatever we decide to specialize in right um, I, don't, I don't know if we'll be able to add those abilities after a weapon has already been created. Uh, for sure we can add cosmetics, it sounds like, after it's been created. I just don't know if those cosmetic like, if they're going to be traits that are changing, you know, our fighting abilities in any way, shape, or form, right?
2: Right. Which, so. it honestly, it, it, the, the game gets as big as, um, you know, we all visualize. It, it wouldn't... For it to be valuable, it just kind of has to be something that people want. It's it, it could change the fighting ability or not, but even just the look of it, right? Just like anything you want to wear in real life, like different brands. Everybody wants to do Jordans mm-hmm. and all that. So yep. if it looks cool and have enough people want it and it's rare, it's going to be valuable still either way.
0: Yep. But, I mean, that just takes us right into the next page of land ownership. You can't do any of this unless you have land. To build a forge on right
2: yeah baby so. so so i just want to make sure like what i brought up earlier is the founder's land the perk that we get for minting when we minted um we can do all this stuff. so the founder's land should be act just like sanctioned land but also have maybe some extra utility to it so that's oh, yeah. which is good is what i'm yep. thinking
0: yep that's one thing that again um bonzaga brought it up you brought it up and we'll just reiterate like they specifically said they did not want to put anything in here about founders land because this is supposed to be something for everybody to read yeah throughout the rest of while champions ascension is live right imagine in five years someone coming back and reading this and being like oh there was founders land in here that i missed out on what the
2: fuck what is that, right? And it doesn't have anything to do with anyone else. No, yeah. yeah, I get it. I get it.
0: Yeah, so uh-huh. I understand why they did that. But
2: uh-huh. I mean,
0: right. they're pretty much saying, like, the, one of the big things about just these overview page that I wanted to touch on is um, the building blueprints, and I mean, that's that's about it. Like, there's so many different buildings. Like you, you, this land, how many can we build? On? How many buildings can we build? On? Can we combine mm-hmm. different lands? You know what I mean? Like. There's so much they don't touch on in this white paper. There's so many questions that it brings up
2: um, beyond just what they answer yeah.
1: in here. Man.
2: How do, and it seems like when we go, go more into it, it seems like the building blueprints will, will come out and they'll be for sale initially. Like I don't know if there's ways you can I, – I guess there's ways you can earn them in the game too. But you can buy the type of blueprint that you want. You can hold it in an NFT or you can use it and have the actual building. Yep. Right. Yep. And nice. then when you have the building too, like we mentioned, that you need the the messina for the upkeep of the building. Yep. So. Yep. yep. Cool right. stuff, man.
3: Yeah, lots of really yeah. stuff. Which I, I mean, I know it's it's like a necessary evil to have that kind of sink, you know, economy yeah. sink, but yeah. I, I, I don't like them <laughs> as a gamer, you know? Yeah. I, right. hate, I hate durability. I hate rent. I hate you know, any kind of micromanagement is just annoying to me. Yeah, I guess that's, that,
2: That'll be part of uh, making sure that people are staying active in the game, right? That that's like you're on there. You're going to have to earn the Messina somehow. You're going to have to put the Messina back into your, uh, you know, your land and your buildings mm-hmm. to keep it functionable. So that's part of just constantly coming on and interacting with the game,
0: and it's gonna um, be a, a fine balance that they're gonna have to build between, you know, maintaining activity and allowing people to game at their own leisure. So right. it can't be right. too too heavy of a penalty for not getting on it and being active, but at the same time. You don't want people to just unless
2: they want me to retire from my career and just can pay the bills, then you know I just fucking I'll on there forty hours a week.
0: <laughs> put in I'll come put in eighty hours a week, man. Fuck it. you
2: know, I'm gonna pay my bills? Let's see. Yeah. let see how that works out. Let's go. Even, we'll we'll get into there, man. But it says even you can lease these out to other players, right? You don't have to own them and and and, and do all the upkeep. Maybe if you lease it. You share the profits and somebody else is doing all the upkeep for you too. Yep. But again, you're probably sharing it some of the uh thing some of what you can be earning if you're playing yourself.
0: Yep. Definitely. But
2: we'll get there. That's also there. That's also in here. Yeah. All
0: right. So then we'll we'll go into uh, it talks about your champions. Um
3: one one thing I wanna say about the land stuff is just that I think that some of it is just that they didn't they probably don't know yet, you know. So Yes. Like I, I have those questions too, you know, like I, I've got the five the five founders lands and hopefully you know 13 regular sanctioned land if i participate in the tournament and that you know my questions are like can i combine them can, do i have to use them all do i you know it's like how many buildings can i put on them it's like there's lots of deals yeah. that they probably just don't know yet yeah know? i agree right i agree right 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 and then yeah they even go
2: into um like the, the resource nodes the different types of resource nodes and is it going to be random? Are you going to like? Are you going to be able to take, get a whole view of the map and and find a, a place that has a lot of resources you want, or you know, do you have to get lucky and kind of get a random one where you got a lot of great resources on your land, you know? Yeah. Uh, how big your well, land will be, like, it's a lot of cool things to think about.
3: Yeah, and that's the. I think that's kind of like the way things are with the NFT space. Is like they're just random, and you know, every, everyone can get anything. And I think to me, you know, I I like the idea that I can pick you know that i can pick where i want my land and it's not just going to be you know what like some crap hole that i want to just yeah. sell to someone else but it's yeah. like so i don't know you know right right we'll see man
2: i'm we'll see. still interested so interested in that land rollout so it in a lot of things like there's uh well we'll get there again but it looks like there's a lot of some real-time strategy element to the game too when we get there yep. with the that uh, neutral land part but All right. but yeah we'll get there go ahead Going, moving on,
0: moving on to the next page. Um, they again reiterate right here. I'm talking about the champions. Players can also choose to use any champion they own as their avatar in the game rather than the maestro. The question, yeah. though, then becomes. Um, further on, they talk about um, a maestro's path, right, and the way that you can get these extra, extra additions, and so. Um, yeah. Makes you wonder if you're not playing as your maestro. Do you still get those kinds of uh, that activity towards the progression there? So
2: right, I think they're going to encourage you playing as your maestro. I think, but so. you know, you well. see this in the lore, right? You see the champions are flying around while there's like regular humans walking around, just being awed and and, and terrified of uh you know the prime eternals that are in the lore. Uh, a little bit I did read, but uh, yep. you know, they they interact with each other, they see yep. each other. They're you know, prime eternals are just they run shit in the arena.
0: They even reiterate that right here, champions, tiers. I mean, they just kind of go into the champion structure, tell about the houses, the essence, the parts, and then the tiers. But uh, they definitely, Prime Eternals are pretty
2: fucking stacked when you come into this page, right? Yeah. yeah One sure. thing that Johnny said, man, is like, it, it's, it's hard to tell that they're all gods when it's like you're, you're surrounded by them. But once all the new um, champions roll out, then you're going to see how much of a big difference the, the primes are. Like how much better they are than all the
3: all the rest. Yep. Yeah. yeah when you see like a hundred maestros, and then there's just like two two eternals standing there, <laughs> they're definitely going to stand out. Uh. Yes.
0: Right. Yes. Right. Well, it's not even compared to the maestros, but compared to the other champions, I know the elemental eternals are all very uh, attractive individuals. But they're aesthetically pleasing to the eye for the most part. But um. Yeah. If you if you look on this page. This challenger looks pretty ugly, man. <laughs> he right. He doesn't look like someone <laughs> that you you want to be strutting down the street with.
2: So. Right. Yeah, just a regular. Yeah, level regular. one, nothing to him. Um, yep. Looks like a regular guy, like. With some limited equipment and some wings.
0: Yep, he's got. He can put weapons on. He can't even put armor on. Just some beat up old wings, and you know, they cannot breed. Um. Uh, they give you the least amount of everything, right? So, and this will be a lot of what is going to be on that marketplace is a lot of these guys.
2: So,
1: then
0: yeah, up... I wonder
2: what's the. These will be NFTs, right? All of them, I'm sure. Um, quick question: the the Maestro is that an NFT or what is that, or is it just a way to play in the game and unlock NFTs? It's just a character. Yeah, A think, character.
0: I think that'll be their one in-game avatar that is
3: not an NFT.
2: Right, but you could probably just sign in and continue with your own customized my without being able to sell them or anything like that.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you can do that right. right now. You can log in and um, create your guy and then play as them. But it's not an right. NFT; it's anything. just like an in-game thing. All
2: right, yeah. but but all of these from Challenger up, all, all the levels, what well, these will be NFTs? Correct.
3: Maybe I'm, I'm wondering. Saying? I'm wondering if the Challenger isn't, but then maybe, maybe as you tear up, maybe they become one. I don't know.
0: That's man. That's the one question that I would have liked to, to have asked. Um, one of the questions I would have liked I to have asked is like so. Obviously, the elementals Ooh. and the primes are NFTs, right? And, and it not... has the
2: amount ten thousand yeah. available, seventy six twenty two available. I think
3: I think I might but... know actually. So they have that that idea of a what is it? Uh, like a sanctioned body or something?
0: A consecrated body? Is
3: that consecrated talking? body? Yeah. So maybe that's what it is. Is is so so when you defeat an opponent and to rank up, you have to bring it. You have to go and consecrate their body. Yeah. And then you bring that consecrated body, and then that lets you rank up to the next tier. I wonder if somewhere in that process they can convert it from something like a non NFT to an actual NFT or something. Well, and that's
0: what I kind of what I was wondering is um, because they've talked about. Possibly going the route of not having a bunch of this stuff on chain, even though they're going to supposedly a gasless, um, POS on Polygon. I mean, is everything going to actually be an NFT, or are they going to allow you to pay the gold to mint something and make it an NFT, right? Because that would allow. That's what I was thinking. To actually come in and do free to play, where you can. Get all of these resources and use all of these resources, and it'll all be off chain. But as soon as you want to actually, you know, um, take sell it, it or something, sell it. Yeah, yeah. Like you could, you could use it or trade it all you wanted. But as soon as you actually wanted to sell it, they would take a portion of whatever that is as a mid fee,
3: right? It's got to be do. like that because I was thinking Maybe, about that today too. You know, where it's like. So I'm a free to play player. I don't I don't own any prime eternals or eternals and I just picked up the game today. Mm-hmm. Like there there's got to be a way for me to to uh, progress and to you know even if I spend gold and buy a piece of armor I don't I don't have a wallet. So how do I own like how do I own that armor? You know what I mean?
1: Yeah.
0: A lot of stuff's going to have to be off-chain.
3: It's so, yeah, so something maybe it represents something that's on chain, but it doesn't go into your wallet until you do something with it.
2: You use gold to mint it yeah. or use uh what I seen uh, what was also new to me, and we'll get there is the essence crystals and mint something. But go ahead, Mac. Where are we at?
0: Uh, i'm I've been jumping all around, too. Y'all, All good. Y'all <laughs> driving me crazy! So that that takes care of the game overview section. So now then, they start getting into play to own, because...
2: Cool play to concept, earn. man. Yeah,
0: play to earn is dead, right? The, I think Axie Infinity... Play to
3: earn, it sounds like a scam to me, to be honest.
0: Yeah, it does. It sounds like a pyramid scam. So... And, I mean, most gamers, when they think about gaming, they're like, I don't want to do that as a job. Why would I, you know, earning something's cool, but, like, I don't want to have to earn money to play the game. So, I think getting rid of that is is a good negative connotation that's going to be
2: gone. So, um, yeah. Play to own. Yeah, so all, all the value, right, is in NFTs.
3: Which is what you know
2: the whole block this game being on, uh, this game being on the blockchain allows and and Johnny talked about it right this is why we liked it is it allows to show ownership while you play the game so all the value we can get will be in the form of NFTs that you can then trade for any type of currency in the game and then bring it out of the game for for a currency so you're playing to own NFTs
0: yep so it it, it pretty much gives players a way to mint and own nfts through their gameplay uh play play to earn focuses on generating and distributing erc 20 tokens play to own focuses on generation of assets with in-game utility so that's that's the big yeah. thing is like that's i mean assets with in-game utility that's what everyone plays games for now to get in-game right like right that's, like that's what the whole point of playing games is, is to get cooler shit in the game so you can play the game at a higher level and have fun doing more stuff and then go op on all those on the lower level shit right right that's yeah. essentially what they're saying that like they're like they finally came through and were like hey we're just gonna we're not even gonna say anything about you know if they didn't even say nfts in there it would be smarter right because people have a negative connotation for NFTs, they're pretty much yeah.
1: saying
0: everything yeah. that you earn in the game is yours,
3: right? That's yeah, that's kind of my mentality too. And when I'm trying to explain it to people, you know, is that it, you know I tell them that it originally it was an NFT project that they realized you know gamers hate NFTs, so now it's just a regular game, but you have that option to cash out, you know, if you want to.
2: Yeah, yeah. Or if they, know, if and they so, don't want them. Right. right. The, and even having it with this model, like, and I like how they use that, you know, that contrast to play to earn games is ERC20 tokens, right? So it's just having those tokens gives you, like, it makes you want to cash out on them. But when you have NFTs that are in game, um, that have specific utilities, you want to leave it in the game. You don't have that uh, that that need or that want to cash out because you have tokens, but you want to use it and keep it in the game
0: right yep and you also don't want to have to pay to use it in the game only right so that's why it's really the big one of the bigger questions I have left is like um, are they going to be making all of this stuff on chain or are they doing the on chain only when you want to you know monetize it?
2: All of it. We mean, being able to sell it, and, yeah, and...
0: like we were just talking about, like you yeah, only yeah. have to pay to mo- you only have to pay to go and sell it, right? If you had a badass, say you get one of the best swords in the weapon or in the game, like one of the best swords mm-hmm. for uh, Darok in the game, and you don't want to sell it ever, do I have to pay the gold and all of that stuff to own that? like when i when i found if i found it do i have to pay to just mm. pick it up you know what i mean
2: maybe mint it maybe you have something but you maybe you might have to mint it if since it's on oh okay so you can leave it in the game or turn it into an nft like if you have that choice is that what you're saying yes like you can you can it can be just an in-game asset without being an nft
0: yes
2: maybe yes. and then and then you go ahead and use the gold and whatever else the essence to mint it and then turn it into an nft
0: correct and then you would be able to trade or sell it right Mm -hmm.
2: Uh,
3: yeah i think i think anything other than the in-game currencies like like essence bone gold or like right now tickets right Mm -hmm. i think all of that is going to be just purely in-game off-chain like you know it's just that's it Anything else, though, I think is going to be an NFT. I think it's going to be on the blockchain, but we're just not going to – there's not going to be any wallet interaction, or we don't have to, like, deal with it until we decide to do something with it. Like like, like anything in-game, I think it's going to remain in-game. It's going to remain, like, without a wallet. But then as soon as we say, like, okay, I want to sell this for ETH, you know, or I want to sell this for fiat or whatever, you know, then – they'll it'll be a transfer i think they'll transfer it from whatever you know in-game wallet that they're using or or system that they're using to actually you know our wallet hmm.
2: yeah yeah that's what I, I think that's when you can go ahead and mint the nft because
3: i think i think they're going to be on the blockchain we just won't have any de- like we won't deal with it until we try to take it out
2: okay
3: right 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 that, i mean that's just what All i right. that's the way i think it i see it working you know Mm -hmm. Um,
0: The the biggest issue I see with that is like I know they're going to do Polygon in this POS system. I'm not 100% confident on how that's going to work, and they say it's going to be gasless, which means gasless for us. But at some point, if you're doing it, if you're if you're using all of this stuff, and you're doing it, and it's all on chain, like you have to pay fees. Yeah, someone's
3: paying for it.
0: Yeah, so like it's. And if you imagine having a million players, and they do, like, if you are talking about having everything be an NFT, that includes your resources. So they're gonna have, I'm guessing, a bunch of different types of resources that are gonna be, you know, non fungible tokens, but fungible within themselves, like ERC-1155s, where uh, you can have, you know, um, grass and dirt and flowers and water and all that, you know what I mean? Those are all their own different NFTs in the collection, but each one of them has an infinite amount of separate NFTs that you can create, right? Say we are out collecting water, if I have you know, a million units of water, and I want to sell all those, are they gonna have to pay the gas to process every single one of those units? That, that's going to get really expensive, especially when you want to have hundreds of thousands to millions of players doing this.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's that's where I question the difference between an actual NFT, which is unique, you know, like a champion or a piece of armor, compared to gold, you know?
2: Essays mm-hmm. in the game.
3: Yep. Yeah. It's right. just there's, like there's no properties of it, it's just one item of just no. Different properties, you know, where where the other things like like essence crystals has different properties, or like a bone component could have different properties, but you know, essence is essence. It's not. It's not a. There's nothing that different. It differentiates one essence from another.
1: Correct.
0: That's that would make it a a fungible token, even though essence would be in itself a non-fungible item within a larger collection, right? So that's kind of like the ERC-1155 concept, exactly. So, it's Mm -hmm. possible. But right here on the screen it says, Players engage with the core loop, they earn off-chain in-game currencies. Currencies can't be traded or sold to other players or removed from the game, but they can be used to mint new NFTs or upgrade existing NFTs, which can be used to play the game, create more NFTs, or trade it in the game. So, uh... I'm guessing all everything's going to be an NFT based on that. Because they're saying right here, you can use these NFTs to craft other NFTs, which would mean resources are in it. Is what they're talking about right there. So
2: Yeah. But being on Polygon, isn't isn't Polygon, isn't the idea of that? Is there's no gas? No, like, just there's just gas to really get to cheap. Polygon. Yeah. Really? Well,
0: Polygon still has okay. gas. Like, I have a another game that I play... Um, that's on Polygon right now. I have a couple of other games I play that's on poly- that are on Polygon right now, right? And it still mm-hmm. it still takes gas, man. Um, gas is fairly cheap, could be as low as a couple pennies, but if you're playing a couple pennies a million times a day, that's a lot of money in gas.
2: Yeah, as so a whole. Yeah. yeah so. Right. Okay. Okay. Well.
0: They go into the pretty much saying, though, like what we we're talking about with getting the tickets and when we did the meme boxes was exactly what they plan on doing. Where, we far- be, yeah, yep, we were farming tickets, which will be like the resources, we were trading those tickets in and then paying the gas to mint the boxes which held the other NFTs. And then those would be like same concept with resources and building weapons or
2: blueprints or anything else, so right, right. But moving yeah. out of polygon, that minting process will be a lot cheaper moving forward. So
0: yeah, I don't. I mean, if it if it costs us anything, it'll be literally cents, you know. And, and I don't know how they're going to do this gasless, what they're saying. But most likely, what's probably going to end up happening is gold will be the gas that we are paying because gold they've already said will be something that you purchase with fiat so yeah
3: you you can purchase it true you can purchase it
0: but that would be my guess is like the reason that they're adding gold to all of these as we go through all of these transactional mintings and um, all of these other activities that you have to do is that's probably them getting us to pay for our own gas
3: that's what i was gonna i was gonna mention is that it might also have to be a, a matter of of uh Profit versus expenses. Mm -hmm. Like if they're making a million dollars a month in profit, you know, they can afford, you know, $100,000 a month in gas, you know. They can afford
0: it, yeah. They're paying it. But do they want to? (laughs) No. No. If they can figure out a way (laughs) to pass that cost, cost along, a business will always figure out a way to pass the cost along to a consumer. So.
3: Well, oh, like with the gold, so if you know if people are buying gold or they're they're doing activities where they have to spend money in order to earn gold, then that's the gas fees right there.
0: Yep. Yep. Well, I mean, it, it, as we get into it, it, it uh, right here, the next page. Well, just, there's a small fee associated with minting, priced as in-game gold. It's a traditional in-game currency. Players can earn in tournaments. And for a limited number of progression rewards, we we'll purchase it using a credit card or cryptocurrency. Each action that Like makes the a battle gold, pass. Yep. Each action that mints a new NFT will cost the player a small amount of gold. Primarily breeding and crafting. But any action that mints a new NFT will cost a small amount of gold. They can also use that the, is purchase, the
3: mm-hmm. purchase.
2: That covers gold. their guest.
3: Yep. Well, it's I want to I want a gold node. Right?
2: <laughs> right?
3: <laughs> That's what a Prime Eternal is because
0: the last sentence says Prime Eternals holders will be granted a number of free gold claims periodically, as well as limited time exclusive offers on gold transactions. So they're pretty much saying if you own a Prime, they'll pay for some of your gas fees and give you discounted gas.
2: So, I mean,. That's
0: not a bad deal, and the in during the is that anime, a way,
2: is that a way to bring gold into the system, or you we we can buy gold straight from the developers, straight from the game.
0: Only coming directly from Champions Ascension,
2: guaranteed. Okay,
3: but they're giving us some.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, but like I said, this is them getting us. But to we care. we can't
3: oh, yes. trade it with other players though, so it's like it's. It's kind of their own internal loop, you know.
0: I mean, you can't... They're going to make it so that you can't specifically trade with other players. But down in the marketplace, it says you can list things for gold, so...
3: Yeah, which I... You know... Originally, I thought that we could sell Messina to other players.
0: I thought so
1: too, man.
0: That would have... I mean, yeah. That's kind of how it was made out to be. Uh, Like, you you
3: own multiple primes to generate more Messina. You can sell that Messina to other players, or you can buy land with it, you know? Yes,
0: Yes.
2: That was... uh, But there's ways to get value, but you can sell the gold, though, can't you? Like, there's, there's ways to bring the value out.
0: That's the other thing, too, is, like, if they make it seem like you can list items in the marketplace for Messina as well. Right? So yeah. they're pretty much saying they're not gonna make uh an actual an actual decks themselves of coins. But I bet you will be able to trade Messina for gold in the marketplace.
3: Oh I see. So so they can buy it just not necessarily for, for actual money. Correct. Gotcha. Right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And you bring the gold out.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Which makes sense. Like, yeah. So, so they buy your Messina for like 100 gold. You can take that 100 gold, you know, mint your NFT and then sell your NFT. Yep.
0: Or, I mean,
2: let's see. Or I think bring the gold directly out too. That's, I'm pretty sure you can do that too. There's, that was,
3: there, there's no, so from what I can remember, there's no, there's no exchange out except for an NFT. There's no, Okay. no way to convert it anything in game except for an nft to mm-hmm. okay
2: yeah.
3: there's no there's no exchange system or whatever
0: yeah well no you pretty much you get the nfts and then you have to sell the nfts in their marketplace I'm trying to find the screen on about their marketplace but yeah
3: it, it will get their mar-
0: their marketplace seemed like the only place where they were going it's to towards the end, I think. Something that you could exchange for... Um, something. I think it's towards it, the right, end. Right and there it, at the very like... end. Buy and sell and trade assets and use fiat and crypto check out of the marketplace. Doesn't really give you a whole bunch of information on it, but it essentially seems like they're going to... They said somewhere else in this white paper that they are creating their own in-marketplace currency. And that will be the on-ramp and off-ramp to, uh,
3: mm-hmm. to be able yeah, to right get there. your fiat in and off. In at and the out. very end right there. The Fortes compliance framework.
0: This one? Not talking about this one, right?
3: Yeah, yeah. No, it's the one at the, the that last sentence at the bottom there.
0: Yes. Right there. Good looking, B. New currency that can be Change. changed for fiat to use in the marketplace. So whatever it is, uh, we're going to be using, I guess, Forte now to be our on and off ramp. So
2: get ready for more KYC. It... <laughs> right. Well, I've already done it. Is this right. uh? Is that gold the currency they're talking about, or another different currency they will introduce? Dude. Different currency, man. Different okay. currency.
3: So, yeah, that's what I had thought too. Is that so? That was my speculation. Was that that this new marketplace currency would be what we can exchange things for. Mm. Like I could exchange gold for like ten marketplace currencies, or I could ex- I could buy ten marketplace currencies for real money, or I could list my NFT for this marketplace currency. And then at the end of the day, after you know, I could cash out of this marketplace currency.
0: Well it says right above that players will be able to list items in the exchange for gold, NFTs, or fiat. So pretty much they're saying um fiat would be their in game currency. They're their in marketplace currency. They're on and off ramp currency. Um Gold is something that we've just talked about. You could list anything for gold and NFTs if those include your resources. You could essentially list, if they give you the option to um, spell out exactly what you want, I could be, I could go on and say, I want this this weapon is so OP. I want ten thousand gold. I want a, this one specific shield, and I want a hundred dollars. Right? Yeah so it really depends on how yeah. detailed they make the uh, the marketplace it, capabilities so fund fund yeah. fund yes like there's so much in here there's so much in here we barely even yeah it's pretty it's pretty
3: deep I have to admit I think there's a lot of depth here that but and my main thing is just it's gonna take time
0: it's gonna take a lot of time a lot of time. But they're building something that's going to be amazing, and that, that gets us back, back towards where we were at in the white paper to the participation-based rewards. Um, yep. People who are going to stick around and build with CA are going to be the ones who reap the best rewards. Uh, I'll just read this. It specifically says a key component of play-to-own is the value created by player engagement with the game. Rather than just extractive or passively accumulating resources, players earn by meaningfully engaging with the game. Competitors provide players with opponents. Crafters provide oh, yeah. players with rare, valuable items. Creators provide players with content like raids, tournaments, or levels. Curators save players time by finding it and showing the best content. People that do these things exceptionally well will have more frequent opportunities to mint NFTs. The one level that they leave out of here is the landowners. Having the opportunity to create these NFTs,
2: so, right, right. Those... so yeah, the last part, since you read it, like, was the uh the curators save players time?
0: Influencers. What is what is that? Those are influencers.
2: Just letting people know about the game, what's yeah. there.
0: Yeah, pretty much. They're like, like think about like uh Mr. Beast or people who go and play games like. These, they they play games so other people don't have to. Jasmine Gold. Practice. Yeah, like, I mean, um, Doctor <laughs> Disrespect, all of the uh, the stash, um PewDiePie. Blue Mojo, uh, all all of the uh, people, Indie Slayer. Um, the people, Who was the guy that you were with today, Gonzaga?
3: Yeah, Doc got game.
0: Yeah, all of these people would be considered curators because they're trying to show people. Um, good content right so um they're essentially saying they, they are essentially spelling out right here the ways that you can mint more nfts which is the ways that they're essentially saying make money here right you can yeah. engage with the game by playing with it be a competitor and be an opponent be a, cra- a crafter provide rare and valuable items or be a, a content creator create raids tournaments dungeons any any of that type of stuff right the one i'm not yeah. sure about is this curators right
2: yeah yeah then you just mentioned it it threw but, it in there I, I don't know how that's gonna
0: i don't I, i'm not sure
2: how that's screen. gonna
3: work yeah i'm i'm interested i could, to see, I could that. see it yeah i could see it working with like twitch drops or something uh, or some kind of a I mean, so there's expanding technology where you can have ga- gamers that are watching or not gamers. You can have people watching your stream actually interact with the game, like mm-hmm. by like choosing A or B. You know? Oh, cool. Yeah. And huh? so I could see a streamer like you know you're streaming the game and you've got like 500 people watching, and you're in a dungeon and you're like, okay, players, you know, do like choose my destiny and and your actual your viewers can choose, like, a buff that you get or, like, the chest that you open or something like that. Mm -hmm. It's nice. And so I could see something like that happening.
0: That makes sense. That makes sense.
3: That's cool stuff.
0: Yeah, those are pretty much that. And then, obviously, um, owning the land and controlling all of the abilities to be able to um, allow people to create stuff on your land or... Um, owning a Maestro Tower and allowing renting it out, allowing people to make s- these continents with your stuff. So, um, being a Prime Eternal Holder um, keeps having more. The more we go through this white paper, the more and more perks that I see for being a Prime Eternal Holder. Um, yeah. yeah. And I've, I yeah, actually definitely. have been really surprised with how much people have been disappointed with this white paper um, because I see so much in it. I see so much potential for this game in it. Um,
2: yeah. But, yeah, I'm not at all. Yeah, I think too. the major disappointment comes from exactly that part is uh, that you have to participate and play the game in yeah. order to get rewards or value. Those which lazy... I think, I think that, that makes a stronger game.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was just going to say, those lazy turds want to just get paid to go sit in the yard.
3: Yeah. Right. Or like Messina yeah. said, go take a dump. <laughs>
2: Right, <laughs> you pay to take a dump. <laughs>
0: uh, so, uh, l- talking about right. being active, let's get into essence and bone, which are pretty much like your main things that you're gonna earn from being active, right? Those are the next points in the in the white paper. Is is essence? Um, essence is going to be huge in this game, guys. Like this is, I really think essence is gonna be like the number one thing that you need to do, other than uh, farming of resources, right? Farming of resources, you're gonna have to have a, a straight stable of of people out there farming resources for you to be able to get all the, the things you'll need to to make some really badass weapons. But even if you have all those resources without essence and the right essence, man, the, you're not gonna you're not gonna be able to do shit in the game at all. So they say, yeah, essence... this is. Go ahead. I saying, they say essence is an in-game currency earned by defeating opponents in PVP and some mini games. Champions have an essence meter which fills, and they have er- daily earning caps. So that's cool. Mhm. Pull
2: this up a little bit. Do I have it. Yeah, I see that. If you play every day, daily, right? So it, it flips around. The meter allows you to st- get more essence the next day so if you log in and play daily that's another benefit is you can fill that meter up if you're good enough i guess you can fill the meter up every day or if you don't want to play every day you're letting days go by where you're not filling your essence meter up and you're missing out on that yep. which makes it tough for multiple holders i think that was another thing another reason why people were a little upset that they're holding multiple primes you can't possibly use them all and fill all of them up every single day
3: Yeah, that touches on another one of those, you know, before the AMA and after the AMA (laughs) points. When I I read that, I was just like, yeah, I was disappointed, you know, because if I'm playing Prime Eternals or Elemental Eternals and I'm, you know, I've got 40 of them, it's like, that's a big fucking responsibility. Like, I don't want to do that every single day. Mm -hmm. And I can't even imagine, like, Zintos, he's like, has a thousand Primes. I I mean, how is he going to? log in and do with like which one of them has their daily cap and which one doesn't. And like all this other crap, you know? So yeah,
2: but after the, the paper, uh, uh, the part, but the, the part of that too was the, um, renting them out. Right. I think that's the solution. They came up with it. It's renting out and sharing that with, you know, sharing the earnings.
3: Yeah. I think either renting them or else, um, I don't know if you can get essence if they're on the glory pass or not, but, uh, you know, there's some different options to use if you don't want to do that, yeah. But but what I liked about after the AMA was that Johnny said that that basically they know that, you know, they know there's a lot of large holders out there and that they're going to try to, you know, come up with ways that, that they're not penalized for, ha- you know, having multiple primes. So that's cool.
1: I,
0: I mean, it really comes into the fact that I thought that was not a bad idea, though, to have this. You have to do play them individually, truthfully. Um, Because what it does is uh, it gives you the opportunity to have to um, actually put some thought into playing your game, man. Like, you can't just go in there with, let's say, like, I unfortunately have mostly death primes, right? Like, the ones that I was able to get on the market, there weren't a lot of arcane or life primes available for the prices I was looking for. Or that had good parts distribution when I was looking for them, right? So I have five out of my seven are death. Right? That, like, that kind of sucks for me, and I have very little opportunity to be able to go do some of the things that are going to be required for these Prime Eternal Essence um, crystals and things like that. But that makes it so that I have to strategize which champions I'm using for which content that's available for the day. Right?
3: Like, which ones do you, you play firsthand? Which ones do you put on the glory pass? And which ones do you rent?
0: well not even necessarily that it's like so um, when you get into the uh, the essence crystals themselves um, they you have to have a specific um, champion that earns those crystals for you right so like oh interesting like if you want to get a death crystal you have to have a death champion earning those crystals for you right So Mm -hmm. if I wanted to, I could make a bunch of death crystals, no problem. But when it comes to, um, creating life crystals and arcane crystals, I'm gonna only have one champ of each of those, through the day, throughout however long the the essence meter takes to reset to play with, right? And on top of that, there's gonna be certain content that's gonna be locked by family as well, right? So if I don't have the right um, essence and family for that content. I couldn't. Even, I I wouldn't. I would be fine um, playing it with an essence. Like, yeah, depends on how I want to fill my I essence. Got pretty much. You know what I mean? Like, is my if if am I fine playing that content when my essence is already full because I have no one else that I can actually other, play with otherwise, or if I want to save to use that to fill my essence because I'm going to get the most from specific content
3: right so yeah I, d- I didn't realize that it was uh based on your champion that makes sense but i missed that part oh
2: i mean yeah it's the first time they um, i was at the mac earlier is the first time they're introducing essence crystals right yeah. we didn't hear about this before did we
0: no no we don't
2: yeah. not at mm-hmm. all and uh let's
0: see i've got the vision and
2: there's only uh, seven essences so one two three four five yep the seven essences with the prime essences And then the four elemental essences. And so it makes sense. I remember they were saying that it's worth getting a variety or or one of each, even, right? So it might be a better strategy if you're gonna have like to have seven total at least. So you have all seven different essences. Yeah.
3: Yeah. That's what it sounds like. And they mentioned something earlier about, you know, about uh gathering and how your essence, your core essence would relate to gathering as well. Like if you wanted to gather a certain mineral, you would need, you know, an earth essence champion. Versus if you wanted to gather some, like, water, you need to have, like, a water essence champion.
0: Well, that could do it better, even. Yep, well, that's the thing, too, is, like, I really think, so I think there's going to be the seven essences that we have. Uh, I think there's going to be seven different types of resources, right? Or at least at the very minimum of the four um, house of the world essences. And because mm-hmm. Elementals are going to have an increased farming and mining capabilities, uh, I think they're going to have a base stat above what an Eternal could to, could get. But then I think their core essence is also going to, um, for every champion, give them an increased farming and mining capabilities on any of the essence.
3: resources that
0: match their house essence.
3: So well, like, I I like that better than having it be random, personally. You know. Yeah. Like I like the idea that I I could I could mint a a death essence or I can mint a life essence, and it's not just totally random. So I like that.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, the only time you're gonna get anything that could be that's random that's is when you take uh your dead opponents or your, I don't even know if you get to get your opponents or if it's your own champions um dead bodies. Corpses to the butcher. Um, we'll talk about that a little bit later. But these essence crystals, yeah, I mean, you're only going to be earning the essence of whatever champion you're playing with. Right? So if you have no air, no air champions, you can't create any air essence crystals. Nor can you create anything of the modifiers that come from air.
2: So what is the usage of the 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 crystals then so like so i see right here it says minting. like there will be a detailed guide for minting crystals right so you mint the crystal what does each different crystal do for you
0: it's just a store of essence so the essence is used to level up your champion or um i'm i'm guessing uh they're going to be needed these crystals will be needed for crafting specific items right and yeah, you, I think they're not just a
2: blueprint. So you need a blueprint plus a crystal, maybe plus methina. From what they some, say, too,
3: I, some <laughs> resources or something. Yeah. yeah, plus resources, plus
0: gold. It sounds like there's going to be a lot needed to, for crafting anything, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And, and so, like, they're pretty much saying, right, when you fill up your essence meter, you can spend a little bit of gold and mint an essence crystal. The bigger your essence meter is, the the longer your crystal's going to be. And the the type of essence that your champion is affects what type of crystal it is. And uh, there's I mean there's some really crazy stuff in here where they're talking about um, the glow can change, your crystal's shape can change, um, and they have this thing in here called a matrix. Um, it says spiritual essence in the aether or ether can become entangled with an essence crystal. There's hundreds of possible inclusions, and they're useful in gear crafting, right? So that seems like kind of like one of those RNG things that you get that have a random trait added to your essence crystal.
3: Yeah, the other thing that, that they didn't really go into a lot of detail about was the refined essence crystals.
0: No, I mean, they go into it a little bit, um, When you're talking about when they talk about uh, ascension, and if you like looking at the picture that I have pulled up right now, the all the top row and the bottom left one would be considered uh, raw essence, right? And then the ones on the the bottom three on the right would be the refined crystals that Azadi is referring to. So.
3: Ah, oh, interesting. Right. That's cool. I didn't know that either. Yeah, because you could tell,
0: like, what they are—the raw, right? They still have yeah, the, the, the raw. Yeah, you know?
3: that's cool. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: So, and it's like, how do you get from a raw essence crystal to a refined essence crystal? They don't talk about that at all.
1: Yeah. So,
3: yeah. Yeah. The other thing I thought was interesting was that you could you could take these crystals to level up your champion. So it's like you can invert the process.
0: Yeah. Well, that's the thing is you can, uh, so I could go in, I could have a really OP one. That's, uh, my prime, right. And go and earn a bunch of death crystals that are going to be the largest crystals possible. And then take all of those in my, uh my first breeding or my any you're, breeding you're that grunt. I want. Yeah. My challenger, I could just pump him full of, with all these crystals and get level him up and get him ready to ascend without ever having um, gone through all but one fight so he can get his consecrated body.
2: Yeah, and if it's an the NFT, then you can stole him, <laughs> right? Depending on how, if, if that's more valuable to you.
3: Yeah, it's it's pretty interesting. You know, like the this whole system is pretty in depth.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes. Or the crystal themselves, right? NFTs, then you you can sell that. So whether you put it to use and, and sell the uh,
3: the asset,
2: or you know that you make, whether it's a champion, or if you're forwarding something, or to sell the crystal itself, you know, you gotta determine what what maybe might be more valuable.
1: Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, they've,
0: they put in so many different intricacies within this white paper that it it makes it seem like this game is going to be a lot of fun guys. A lot mm-hmm. of fun.
3: That's what's got me super excited. Like, you know, we, a lot of times we focus on the negative things or we talk about like, oh, we didn't expect that or we we you know, we wanted it different or whatever, but like every time I I come back to the white paper or I listen to the the AMA review, it's got me so excited about this game. you know it's going to be super awesome. I'm, I think it's going to be amazing, but the only thing is it's going to take time and so yeah know, we just it's just going to be a while before we actually start getting into that return on investment.
2: Yeah, right, right. Yep. yeah, I see that at least a year I think. I, I
3: think
0: it's going to be before hopefully by the end of the year we start seeing something um, where we can actually start. I really think it'll be before the end of the year that we start being able to collect
2: our essence in bone. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. Uh, All right, let's move on. I think we're only about halfway through. I mean, we're about, you know. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're pretty deep in. Let's keep on pushing. We're deep in. Let's go, man. <laughs> let's do it. Let's All right. The next
0: one they talk about is, is bone, right? So bone's the next uh, in game off chain currency that they have in the white paper. Um, and in-game currency earned by competing in PvE game modes or killing or harvesting a champion killed in PvP. Okay. I don't know though if, if that is going to be like you get specific some bone that you harvest from your opponent or if it's only from when your own champions die, which wouldn't make a lot of sense. So because this
3: is also you're a, probably uh, killing. As
2: probably who you kids. you kill people in PVE. You get the bone, maybe right?
3: Yeah. So yeah, or or NPCs could could be too, like like animals or something.
2: Yeah. Yeah, whoever you're coming up against, you get what the bone. What I
3: like about this the most is that both of them, you know, essence and bone, you have alternatives of, of either mini games or combat.
0: Yes. They're... Yeah. Well. Bone you can only earn in combat. It says PVE game modes. So I mean, you're fight you'll be fighting
3: AI and computer controlled, but it's still yeah, combat, I'm, right? I, yeah, I mean, um, like outside of the arena, basically. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> yes, you do not have to go into the Coliseum to earn either of them for
3: sure. So, which I think is great. I think it's awesome that that we can pick our playstyle. Yep. I do. I do. Yeah. I agree with you, man. Um, the one thing okay.
2: that I wanted here's a to difference, with... real quick. Yeah, r- real quick. The the so the essence says that you can use the essence crystals to craft NFTs, but it doesn't say specifically. But here with the bone, it says you can use it to craft weapons. Right, so which I guess with the essence crystals, like can you use that to craft weapons or is it something different?
0: Essence is going to be used for a lot of different things. Um, they specifically talk about having essence when you're doing crafting
2: of weapons as well. So um, okay, okay. So so they kind of serve the same function, Bone and Essence.
0: Well, Essence also, you have to have, you can only use Essence to level up and ascend your champion, right? Mm -hmm. So your Essence is a very valuable resource, dude. You have to use it for a lot of different things, whether it's leveling up your champion, crafting, repairing, or creating weapons, or, you know, there's... Okay. It sounds like a lot of different
2: things that essence is going to be used for. And then, but then bone, does what then? Just so, so with bone, legends.
3: yeah. So it sounds that's what it looks like. Is that well, armor and weapons that so bone is you create components out of bone. Mm-hmm. So like you could create like, like a hammerhead or maybe a like a piece of, a part that you need to combine in order to create the other items. Okay. So it's like it's like an essence crystal, right? So you take your bone, you create a bone component. Maybe yeah. you take your essence crystal, you combine it into this blueprint, and so now you've got like a fire hammer versus like a death hammer, you know? Okay.
2: Right, right. I see here that it has to match the gear's recipe. So whatever the recipe calls for, that's what you're crafting your bone into, or if you need to
3: repair so. something. so. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, and to repair, and they were saying that if you're if the bone component you use to repair your item matches, like the original resource, that it would repair it better or something like that.
0: When yep. we get into the repairing and sharpening, yeah.
3: Let's yeah. See, um, yeah, because that's when we
0: they start getting the actual uh, durability of stuff as well. Because you're gonna need these bone components for a lot of different things. It sounds like, right? not only creating but maintaining. Um, and that's where it gets into what Spnzagas specifically said he does not like. <laughs> it is you know the micro taxes, essentially, to continue playing the game uh, or to maintain um, active activity
3: right i I could see like, you know it it re- it reduces the duration and then after um a certain point, you have to repair it. but I, I don't like the idea that it reduces the the damage it does or the or the um efficiency of it, you
0: know? yeah, and it specifically says that it reduces efficiency up to a maximum of seventy-five percent, or down to we, only twenty-five percent efficiency.
3: Yeah, so it to me that means reason. like, it well, it gives you a reason, but you got to do like yeah. every single fight, you know, like yep. every fight you've got to, if you want to be at your max yeah. damage. Yep. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's you got to. A is like... It's a constant sink, constant sink. So constant sinks. Yep. I mean, it's good for the economy, but it's
2: annoying, <laughs> right? I mean, it's it's kind of cool. You know, if you think about it, this one, let's say, let's say you're, you're, you're a very good player and you barely take any damage. Right? Maybe your weapons you still have to repair, but your armor you don't, right? So it rewards how much, how good you're doing in the game, too. Not just that you won, but you won, to took very little damage, too. You don't have to use the bone as much. So, you know, a little bit of life like a little bit more realistic in that way.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. None of us were sweats. None of us were, you know, top ten players in the world. Come on. Come on. Dad.
2: <laughs> man, wait till <laughs> I get on, man. Look, I'm I'm going to blow off my controller, dust it off, and we'll see what I got.
0: He's <laughs> yeah. living here. Still waiting on you, brother. We're still waiting on you. I'm coming. You got time, I'm coming. Though. You don't worry. You got time. <laughs> all right so let's get into uh crafting weapons and armor man um so this is where it, it again we already touched on them basically with with the bonesmith um but she's gonna give you the opportunity essentially to go to champion's ascension and craft, craft a specific weapon um she, i'm guessing she'll have a an inventory of uh, base items that rotate on a on a seasonal or um, set timer, right? Think about any kind of gotcha game where they're like, okay, um, you know, you can get these items, and then after so long, it's going to reset, right? You can pull this many times. They'll have plenty of options with her, most likely, but it's all just going to be basic stuff, man. Um, it says. Players have the ability to craft weapons and armor using bone components. That's it. So, just bone yeah. components and a small amount of gold.
2: So. But you gotta get the bone components through playing.
0: Yep. Yep. Um, after that, it t- they bring they introduce the forges. Player-owned crafting stations for crafting the same gear as the bonesmith, but for the added benefit of cosmetic customization. Um, and Johnny specifically also said that we'll be able to uh, infuse specific abilities into the weapons. Um, it's mm.
1: just,
0: As players use the forge to make a specific style of gear, that forge will level up, increasing its, its ability to make cosmetic versions of that type of gear. The higher the level of the forge, the more cosmetic traits become available for that type of gear. But they have a maximum XP that they can level up to, so you need to decide if they want to forge that can make a small number of unique items or a wider array of less cosmetically distinct items. Um, this They also say... Wow. Um, cosmetically enhanced gear may require essence crystals or other resources in the crafting process. This is where they talk about diamond cosmetic gear. Um, so diamonds, which we all thought we were going to be making these diamond gauntlets and they would be like the strongest it appears that diamonds are just
2: cosmetic cosmetic, right? yep, so which I'm fine with. right there's ways to make stronger weapons and everything. Uh, diamond being cosmetic. that's that's cool. Why not? <clears throat> if there's it's not like there's so it's not like there's brands in Messina, right? It's not like you can show off Gucci or Prada, but if you can show off diamond like that that kind of takes care of that.
3: Much. I think kind of
2: like showing off type of type of thing that people some people need
3: it might be cool to to have some kind of a, like uh requirement on which you can put into which so for example like if i go get some piece of crap you know tier one sword that i just bought from the the bonesmith i i, I don't think I should be able to come and make that a diamond item you know I think that there should be some kind of like you can only put diamond um, cosmetics on like tier three, you know, high quality stuff. So mm-hmm. that way it kind of represents like it looks badass, but it's also is badass. But right. you didn't have to pay for it, you know, but it still had to be a good quality item, you know.
0: Ponzaga, like you're, you're the type of person that would tell me I can't put 20 inch dates on my Mazda Viada. <laughs> <Do I? laughs>
3: if I got the money, I do what I want. <laughs> <laughs> Damn! You'll, you'll be using that that copper, or what the wooden sword that it's looks like it's diamond, but it's just spray music. Yes, coat the entire sword
0: in diamonds. The first time you hit someone with it, they
2: all fall off. you on know a stick. Use for a slingshot. Throw diamonds on there.
0: <laughs>
1: uh,
0: yep. We'll see what it comes up to, man. I mean, that's that's not. A, I that's I I understand where that idea is coming. I can say that for sure, but I really think uh, the forges—that's going to be where we can make a, a huge impact in actually getting our any return on investment, right? So we'll see. And what that, this is how you do. can specialize.
2: Yeah, yeah I guess you can choose the the specific style of gear and then that type you levels up so that's how you, that's how you start to specialize
0: yep imagine yeah, if the... you only crafted um, high quality whisper axes right you'd, yeah. be the, you'd be the gucci of whisper axes so right right and you gotta yeah. I
2: guess you're taking a chance because it seems like you'll start off with like an open options maybe everybody has the same options and everybody chooses what they go into. Mm-hmm. but uh you'll be taking a chance seeing what might be more valuable or you got maybe there's a way to see if there's too many types of things on the market and you need to do something else if you need to make a sword for you know uh, i don't know whoever else or a gatekeeper or something um but yeah
3: this kind of it would be that. nice if you could do that like even if you had to reset and like somehow level up and earn it all back it would be nice to be able to, to swap out stuff
0: i agree i agree especially since the meta is going to change right imagine if you if they you know the seasons last like two or three months and you can max out your forge and if you play consistently you know a decent amount of of hours every day like two weeks right that gives you like a quite a long time to be able to take advantage of the meta and if the next meta that Whatever you had spent all of your your resources on is just completely nerfed. Imagine how pissed you're going to be when your yeah. forge
3: is now worth
0: nothing, right? If you can't change your specialization. So,
3: well, What I'm kind of curious about is if they actually have to do that those things in real time. Like, does that person have to visit you while you're on your forge and say, this is what I want? And then you have to hit that craft button. Or is it something where you can just generate it and stick it on the market?
0: Uh, that's a good question, man. I think there's probably going to be, um, opportunities for for both, right? Where it's like, hey, these are my rates for regular forges that, and if you, if you bring me these items, I will, it, it will just automatically forge for you, right? And then there's gotta be Uh, ones where it's like, hey, I'm trying to, I'm putting out a bounty. I want to build this weapon. But these are the resources I'm asking for in return to build it. So,
3: I think WoW implemented a a similar thing recently. I mean, not recently, but like maybe in the last year or so, where you could go to the auction house and you can do like those those requests. Like people can request, like this is the item I want to make. I want you to make for me. You know, you you give them all the all of the ingredients, and then they can just hit that button and craft it for you.
2: Oh, cool. So, yeah, do you pay, do you pay of... for that? So, you do you have to pay when you make yeah, it?
3: Yeah. So, um, no, you. It's like they pay you. <laughs> so, like they bring you all the ingredients, and then they, they, and they have a I mean. Yeah, because yeah, and you get the money. Yeah. Cool.
0: Oh yeah, that'd be like a similar thing, right? Like, obviously, if you're gonna put out a bounty, like you want to build something, they have to bring all the ingredients for it, and then pay you to use your forge on top of it. So.
3: Yeah, so that would be nice.
2: Yeah. And in order to get the forge, you need the land. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And you need the, the, you need the uh, NFT, Blueprint NFT to build it. So. Yep. All right, yeah.
0: So next up for crafting weapons and armor, we have the Osteomancer. Plus, this lovely live action that we have going on to get back to this ugly ass lady. (laughs) So the osteomancer, um, this is where um, I think people have kind of had a big misinterpretation of the white paper, in my opinion. Um, Right here, their first sentence says, when players accumulate a large number of unwanted pieces of gear, they can visit the osteomancer to upcycle them. Players trade in multiple items of similar gear for a chance to mint a new piece of gear with random traits. Right. So this is a completely different uh, offering than what um, champions and primaternal owners or land owners or forage owners or anything like that are offering at all. This is a service that no one else is offering. Right. So this is like when everyone keeps saying. They think it's it sucks that people can go to her, uh, like she's offering opportunities that we can't. Like yes, that's true, but it's because mm-hmm. we're what what we're doing is we're taking resources and crafting items. What she's doing is taking items, burning them, and forging them into a new item, right? So mm-hmm. that sh- what she's doing is saying rather than flooding the market with. 10,000 of these tier one swords. If you got a hundred of them, bring me your hundred swords. I'll burn them for you and make you one new sword. That's like, could possibly be a tier five sword, or it could be a tier two sword.
3: You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. It's it's also yeah, saying, I'm okay with, I'm okay with that because I like black desert does a similar thing. Okay. And it's, it's a pretty, it's a pretty cool mechanic. The only thing that I don't like about this is that, it's a chance to get a better weapon. So it's like I just burnt ten, you know, ten of my regular swords, and and then I get another regular sword back. You know, I think that it should definitely be. I don't, I don't think it should be a chance. I think there should be some way to guarantee that you get a a ranked up item. Yeah.
0: Well, it's definitely saying you're gonna get something better than what you put in. It's just saying a more mundane piece of gear, right? Like you could be putting in 10 tier ones and getting just a tier two, right? Which, I mean, at that point, like it's your take. There's pretty much playing, putting in gambling right here. Right? Yeah. It's like, do you want to go and try and sell your 10 tier one swords and see what you get from Which, that? Take that to the market to see the the best option you can get for your, your, gold that you got or do you want to roll the osteomancer's bone dice and see what she could build for
3: yeah you? which is kind of end game stuff i mean if you look at diablo 2 and in the upcoming diablo 4 like the gambler is kind of like end game where you've got you've got like all of your good gear you've got a shitload of gold that you just don't need any you've already got everything so you use your gold and you gamble it and get an even better item than you thought was possible you know yep. so it's a really good it's a really good gold sink and i could see it being like like you said a good way to generate um to get rid of the the lower level weapons and get better gear but then there's still nothing that says they have to go through us to get that so they could still go to the bonesmith and then go to the austrian and and bypass the primes
0: oh yeah and i think that uh yeah. when we play the game we're going to just acquire a lot of um base weapons anyways and that's going to be- that's the thing is um, like playing the the quests and the PVE and things like that, I think weapons are probably going to be, th- weapons and armor will probably be a drop, right? Or a reward that you get for beating certain content. So I think they're going to need to have a sink like this, or else it'll be all flooded.
2: It helps, yeah, because it, it, if, if you flood the market with a certain type of weapon, it gives people a reason, like, it, it, even if they're very low in value, you pick up like you said, 100 of them. And then you go to the Osteomancer and try to get something good out of it. And it keeps that the market from being flooded for one particular type of weapon.
3: Oh, yeah. I, I think playing the market is going to be huge in this game. Oh, yeah. 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 Definitely. Like you can, like, yeah, you can be, if you're good at doing that, like buying low and selling high and, and, and knowing what price things are going for. And then even, like you said, buy 100 pieces of crap items, take it to the Osteomancer, get one you know, amazing one go sell it for a hundred dollars, you know?
2: Yeah. Yeah. And do better than buying that hundred.
3: Yep. Take a couple mm-hmm. dimes and turn them into a Benji.
0: Yeah, buddy. Yeah.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. So why not?
0: But I mean, playing the market, let's, let's talk about playing the dating game too. Just get
1: into
0: it, <laughs> Next to the white paper, we get Breed. into the, the breeding. So, yep. Um. This is a very intricate subject. i don't even want to get started on it right all the i will say for breeding is they have definitely um, made it very clear that both partners when you breed will have one of their stock count taken away so you each you get three per progression tier from um challenger and challenger to eternal at for and then primes are gonna get theirs reset. And elementals they haven't said anything about resetting elementals. So each one of your elementals is only gonna get three breeding opportunities, right? So that means if you breed two elementals together instead of six elementals, you're only gonna get three elementals possibly. So take that into consideration.
2: Mm-hmm. That's huge. Huge. So Yeah, yeah. It's And then so that these all become challengers. So that the very bottom level.
0: Yep. Yep. Um, The other thing it does say too, is that um, when you breed, it will essentially be taking your champion out of any on chain capabilities. Right. Um, Can't be doing anything with your champion other than breeding them.
3: So. Yeah. and, And it takes time as well. Yeah. So it could take a week, so you or, or you know a day or whatever. But so you commit that your champions out of the ecosystem for that time, and then uh, you get it out later.
2: you yep. so you are sacrificing a lot to make uh, the challenger, the, the 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 first introductory level of of the Eternals. Correct. We're um, so sacrificing a lot for that. But so but I'm thinking like, is there competition in making challengers? Is challengers the only way to make challenges is through Greetings? Or Correct. will the, only, the game make them
0: too? Not only, mm-hmm. I mean, no. Only way to do it is through breeding. And then, where is it? There's another one. I'm trying to find it in here. Uh, it even says that, uh, oh yeah, right here. On the overview, most experts now agree that baby champion making should be considered a high-risk activity comparable to Krakomit, Wrangling, or attempting to give the Emperor a wedgie. So, I mean... This was from the breeding guide they put out a couple months ago, but that is essentially yeah. saying there's even the possibility that your champion uh, could not survive the process. Obviously, for an eternal, that's not an op- an option, right? But yeah, after you breed, you go from challenger to gladiator. If you breed one of your gladiators those three times, it sounds like there could be an option. Like you could either not make a baby, or you could ha- your champion could die. So damn, had,
3: that's some kinky shit birth. going on. <laughs> <laughs> Look at them! I mean, just, uh,
0: some, they're, they're monsters for a reason, bro.
3: <laughs>
2: Tearing it up. Yeah, right. It's like dying during childbirth or something. So,
0: but yeah, the funny. one thing they did point out though, um, players can offer their Eternal and Gladiator level champions for other players to use a siren partner and earn a free from oh, anyone yeah. who wants to use their champion. So if you have one of those, you know, 3D, 2E champions that are like, you know, a 3P as well, you're going to want to make that money. You could, you could pimp out your champion for some high, high gold fees, baby.
2: That's pretty cool, right? You know, yeah, Especially if, uh, you know, if you got a death, you're looking for another death, and you want the best sire possible.
0: Mm-hmm. And this is another situation, though, where if you're
2: offering your champion up for siren, you are locking them.
0: You cannot use them in the game or any other activities that interact with the blockchain. So... That too. That's a big uh, cost that you're giving up by uh, just offering up the option to be used as a siren partner. So
2: that is that's part of the passive stuff too though right so if you don't want to play all of the champions you have or play at all then you can just keep them there to breed
0: well that's that's completely different like you have the three pool the three um breeding slots right and you can either if you i don't think you can put your champion in the player glory pass if you want to try and sire them out because they're locked from doing anything else
2: right right so you can choose what you want to put it in the glory Say say you're you're doing pat the passive thing either put it in the glory path or put it for breathing for breeding yep
0: oh. mm-hmm. okay all right, let's start talking about progression moving up in tears, man let's go 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 that's you know? yeah I
2: think we covered a lot of that right so uh yep. you need the uh the crystals you need Messina yep you just have to make sure.
0: One thing that a lot of people didn't talk about is you have to use your essence um, to level up, right? It says when a chess champion's level increases, the essence also provides a boost to their combat stats, making them stronger and more formidable in battle. When raw essence is used, these stats may be increased somewhat unpredictably. However, when the refined essence crystals, players are giving a preview of which stats will be impacted. Um, uh, so to me, that means like okay. I can go use my. I can go out and play and level up my champion and fill up their essence meter. And then when I go, you know, when that essence meter is full, I can level up my champion or I can create a crystal. If I level up my champion with that essence, the raw essence, um, my stats are gonna like I have no idea what they're gonna be increased to. But if I use a crystal, I can see specifically can what's see. going to be increased. And what that means What that tells me is Based on, like, if I use a bigger crystal or a crystal with a different matrix or had more inclusions in it, like, I could have different stats coming out of my champion.
3: Yeah, or, or possibly the, the essence type, like if you use a death crystal.
0: Yep. And it, like, so to me, that brings in so many different aspects of um, what you could possibly get out of a champion. Even if you had two champions that are the exact same house, family, and parts, and part rarity, you could still have two completely different champions based on Essence Crystals and stuff like that that you use. So, this
3: this right here brings in a lot of complexity. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, Great. for sure. Not even to get into and, and And good selling points. If I have a, a refined, you know life essence crystal, how much is that worth to you?
0: Exactly. And especially if it's the, the 16 centimeter one with a uh, cluster and you know, all these infractions and you know, once once we figure out like what's going to happen, you'll figure out what's going to be the most meta for the season. But that doesn't even take it, like all this stuff doesn't take into effect one thing that nobody has talked
3: about even after the AMA
0: or during the ama was this page that we're on right here
3: feats. the feats the feats. i think it's i think this is brilliant i love it man this is this will not only change what
0: people see as like the core gameplay but it changes it with every new season so pretty much mm. the feats are going to be essentially what they're saying with each tier as you progress, you unlock another feat slot. Um, you're going to earn these cards, and additional cards will be introduced via special events or player progression. Right. Um, so one of the ones that they, the two examples that they gave for a feat card that you can put into these slots, would one, was instantly recharge dashes, on getting hit, or claws and fangs inflict bleed, dealing six percent of opponent's maximum health over ten seconds, like imagine when they have hundreds of these different cards all they're doing is giving your champion extra abilities and they're saying by the time you get eternal you will have five extra abilities that you can change for your champion would be my guess with each different battle that you go into so this gives you the option to if they are changeable um to fine tune your champion based on the battle that you're about to go into
2: right wow and that. so how do you get the actual cards Do you get them just based through gameplay because you you increase the slots but i wonder how you get the cards too
0: um it says uh A the oh, they only talk about earning seasonal feat cards um by competing in tournaments or completing special challenges, like in that are in ah, the okay. Glory Pass. But, mm. I mean,
3: so you got to earn them.
0: Yes, you have to earn them. Um, they talk about uh, um, as you progress and ascend, you will unlock more feat slots and cards. Um, which to me means like they're gonna have a base set of cards, and as you level your champion up, it'll just be like a milestone progression. That you get to unlock this feat card, where it, everybody that's hit that level will have that feat card unlocked, right? It's the seasonal feat cards and the marquee feat cards. That I think are going to be different. say um, okay. so. We'll see. I want to see what these marquee feat that cards being are. I pretty cool. I I think that's going to be so op, and it like again with you the essence crystals giving you the options for different champions coming out of all of your progression and then having these feet cards on top of it like they're literally giving you endless opportunities to have millions and millions of different champions out there.
3: Right. I think different I think it's amazing. Like as, as mm-hmm. a, a gamer I I like to min max and this is getting you can spend a long time doing that and uh, like when we when we figure out the meta like some Things are gonna be super valuable. Yes, I agree. <laughs> for that per- for that perfect build, perfect armor, perfect weapon, perfect feats. I mean mm-hmm. it's gonna be or the way you hard. like
2: playing too. Yeah, like you use the cards that
3: prime you know, eternals is gonna be the way you like cheap yeah. <laughs> compared to the gear and
0: stuff. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's the thing too, is like by the time it comes to the fact like to get that perfect gear set up. It's probably going to be more than a prime. That's that'll be funny, but but that'll make it so that a regular eternal will be able to compete versus what a prime can develop deliver for some content. So
3: we'll see. Yeah, I, th- I think it's going to be crazy to be honest. Like when when we talk about like sponsorships and stuff, can you imagine like Pepsi coming in, buying like you know you've got this ten thousand dollar gear worth of Gear and, and weapons competing against another player that's got, you know, similar setup. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: that'll be fun, man. That'll be a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Win esports. Right.
3: It's possible. I, I mean, watching the three versus three, it's possible, I could say.
0: Oh, yeah. I, I agree. Especially when they come out with, you know, they're going to do 2v2, 4v4, 5v5, probably, man.
2: Like free for all, too, looks nice.
0: Yep. 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 So moving right along, we go into uh, tier progression. Um, they have the Challengers, Gladiators, and Eternals. Yeah, they Enough... different
2: tiers. Huh? Yep. What's Eternals Nothing... are, that's Elemental and Prime.
0: Yep. Nothing right? really new here, other than pretty much saying um, as you improve, you're going to get access to new, new stuff. Um, they do talk about the consecrated. This is where they first bring in the consecrated corpses. Um, to perform an Ascension Ritual, uh, they go to the Ascension Temple with a Consecrated Corpse, the same tier, the Writ of Ascension, and gold. So, this is where they first talk about Writ of Ascension, and first talk about Consecrated Corpses. So hmm. This next part is something that I still don't quite under understand. Um, but again, they haven't introduced Feats yet, but they're talking about a celestial Surge which, um, once an Eternals reach their top level, you can uh, um, unlock an additional feat slot by spending essence. So, this, I mean, obviously they think feats are going to be mm-hmm. a major thing if they're pretty much saying you can spend essence, which is one of the biggest resources that are most used in this game, to add a feat slot. So
2: Yeah, yeah. Reach their level
0: cap. Yep, <clears throat> only temporary. So it's like, how much essence do you how many how much essence do you want to spend
3: on keeping this one extra slot? How much is it worth it to you? So, so what that sounds to me is it's like instead of instead of leveling up with your essence or instead of um, minting crystals, you can uh, you can consume your essence by applying this. This celestial surge. Yep, to only a maxed yeah. out eternal, <clears throat>
0: right? Because once you're eternal and you reach your top level, you can't ascend anymore. So, ah, uh, they're just saying rather than having the opportunity to ascend, if you want to spend all that essence and
3: get another speed slot, get a bonus speed slot. Yeah, and... I think that's pretty cool. And then, okay. and then as you, it probably is. You know, it's time it's only for a certain time limit. So as you continue to play and earn more essence, then you can, when your time runs out, you can unlock it again.
2: Yep. Do it again.
0: Yep. Yep. Right. So that's going to be an interesting concept. Once we learn more about beats, um, same thing with these writs of Ascension. I am I mean, they don't have a lot of information on it. Uh, you just say players earn the ability to mint a writ by competing in skill based tournaments and progressing on the seasonal leaderboard. Mm-hmm. Right? That's literally the only way that you can earn one ability to mint it. Um, different actions may demand a different number of them or of a higher affinity writ. But prime eternals create especially powerful golden writs
2: So And they're used for what? For these these in particular
0: it doesn't they don't Bountiful have a lot bonuses, of th- yeah.
2: unique rewards um okay it's just you have another, to use so them just so s- right another thing
0: to earn you have to use them to ascend your champion right the writ of ascension has to be used to ascend a champion so okay um this is another one of those things where like i said uh, they're introducing multiple layers because it's going to take multiple writs of ascension and they have different rarity rankings so again Like, say you went and you had a super strong death champion, and you used all super strong death crystals on him, and then you used golden writs of ascension to ascend him him all the way to eternal, right? You're going to have a different champion than if you had the exact same champion with all the exact same qualities, but used, like, life crystals on him the whole way and the lowest tiers of writs to ascend him. He's going to have different stats than that first death champion.
1: so. Ah, wow.
3: Yeah, it also says that they'll be used for your for user-generated content and that uh, you'll be able to unlock powerful bonuses and unique rewards. <laughs> yeah, we'll see how that... I mean, these are one of those things where it's kind of like we just have to
0: wait and see. But another layer of complexity that they're introducing into
2: the mix, man. So... All right, let's go man. We got to we got to speed through these.
0: All right. Death, that's everyone dies, right? But it's not necessarily a bad thing. Um mm-hmm. Obviously, you know, when people start over overbreeding you need death. You need you need less champions so that the price
2: it's of- another sink.
0: Go down to zero, right? But then yeah. they Yeah, you can um either use a writ of Ascension and gold to resurrect your champion after they've died. Harvest the corpse okay. of the butcher collect its bone and essence for use, or take the corpse to Ascension Tower where they concentrate, consecrate it for use in Ascension. So, um,
1: let's go More into, uses.
0: Yep, yeah, a few uses. Mm-hmm. If you decide to resurrect them, they have this ugly ass dude, the Necromancer. Um, they say for a short period after your champion's killed, they'll remain in a soul state. That's the only time they can be revived by the Necromancer's Beast. Um, gold or writs of Ascension to re, uh, resurrect them. Then in, the interesting part is once they re- resurrect, they have a chance of being branded with this mark of my axe. Right? I thought this was cool. This is super cool. Um, if they do get marked, they added to their metadata and they're can no longer wow. breed. can't breed right it's yeah.
1: just,
0: so they can't breed but if they ever get all the way to eternal ascension they get a feat that can't get can't be gained in any other way right it doesn't say if it's a good feat or a bad feat but it's an additional feat that you can't get in any other way um, yeah so this is a very
3: very interesting concept that they're they're throwing in there man so cool it's pretty cool I, I i can imagine lots of different things they could do with this like you know access to a black market <laughs> or like this being part of some kind of a shadow clan that you get different quests that only people that have the mark can can get access to or um just all kinds of things like maybe you you only see other shadow clan people that are marked so you guys know that each other are but nobody else knows <laughs> you know like all kinds of cool stuff
0: well not only that but it also could be an attribute right where it's like every one of your attacks doubt deal uh like
3: two percent extra like my, death void de- damage or whatever yeah yeah you
0: never know right like or it could be something bad where it's like each step you take your you lose a half of a life point of health or you know what i mean who knows <laughs> that would but, suck. yeah it's like or you could lose half your health or half a percent of health every second but you uh Gain a three percent chance, or three percent increase in damage. You
3: know, yeah. So the no breeding—that's pretty big, especially if it's a if it's a prime eternal. Well,
0: mm-hmm. it only happens when you resurrect them, so it's never going to happen.
3: Oh, them, right? okay, gotcha. Right?
0: This will yeah, only ever yeah. happen to this challengers or gladiators.
2: Yeah. And it gives you it gives you a reason to uh, resurrect your character and keep them going. Too, it does. Right. Like it's yeah. incentive to do that.
0: Especially before we figure out what the uh, these feats are going to be, right? The first person that comes out and is like, "Your your champion now eternally makes a flatulent sound." That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like every step right. your champion takes, you farts. <laughs> the, the,
3: the spike sound follows you around forever. Right? Like who knows? Spikes like, from the arena.
0: Yeah. Who knows? That could be. If it's something stupid or silly like that, like why did I just waste all my time trying to do this? Or it could be something OP. So we'll see when it comes out. Yeah. Um, but if you don't resurrect your champion, they go and their soul state, you know, expires. They turn into a corpse, and because the champions are NFTs, it changes the metadata and it puts an image. Their image changes to a sheet over their dead body, and all that can be seen is the house, family, and here. So, um, yeah. Nice. At that point, though, once they are a corpse, you can take them to the butcher. And this big, beefy bulk of a man mm-hmm. be, will be your bank. So, this is one way... Or in is, essence. Yep. Yeah, this is the one way where you can change the essence. Of, your, of a crystal that you want, right? So if you have a champion that dies and it's a, a life champion but you really need some bone crystal you can bring your life champion here and he will bank it for you and then it says you can choose which champions they want to distribute these resources to the essence can be transformed into this selected champion's house when withdrawn. So um This guy is uh, going to be a very vital resource in the game. Very vital. Nice. All right, got nice. it. Now let's get into the meat, the
2: Messina, the Messina meat. Oh man, when I was looking through the white paper, I kind of skipped through everything else, went straight here.
0: <laughs> I bet you did. This Muskina is Messina most... land mining, <laughs> right? This is the most important part for anybody that that was been here before.
2: Paper two
0: 0. so right, right. Uh, and the only tier of champions capable of generating Messina on their land are Prime Eternals. They don't really get yeah.
2: much. And like I said before, how. right, and it's 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 not staking, right? It's uh you're generating it on the land. And and through through the kind of the mechanisms we went through, right? Um, uh, harvesting or you know uh creating you know creating tools and i mean uh, creating weapons and things like that yeah I, I think that's what they mean also um leasing things out too right so you, instead of staking you're building something on your land you use the the blueprint nft and then you can lease those out to others so instead of like a staking thing you're developing your land and you're either using uh you know you're selling things or you're or you're leasing it out, yeah, but doing that you have to play. It's all
0: about playing all about right. playing so this is also where they started talking about sanction land, which is what they're gonna be bringing up for this this tournament supposedly coming up. um they didn't say when the tournament's coming up, so I'll be surprised if it happens anytime soon, but uh, they because they have a lot of figuring out to do on how they're going to um, introduce it
2: yeah right. This was the part two where I think everybody had those questions. Well, what about the um, the perks, right, with the uh, the founders land? When it says that, it kind of saying that you have to win a tournament to get sanctioned land. Yeah. I'm thinking, right? Do you think you have to win, or do you have to play? So this doesn't have this doesn't have anything to do with our founders land, but you still got to kind of win a tournament to get other sanctioned land.
0: Yeah, no, I think what it, I think what is going to end up being is the higher you have to participate to get sanctioned land, and the higher you end in the tournament's ranking, the, the sooner you'll be able to choose your land, or the bigger piece of land that you'll get, right? Mm-hmm. Like whoever is number one will probably get to choose the first piece of land and it will be the biggest piece of land.
2: So... Right. Or that has the resource nodes on there, or yep. you know, the first choice on the map that they want, a good location. Yep. Yeah. yeah, we'll see how they roll that out, man. But that's that's exciting. I think this part, when they do roll the land out, I think that will be like the next big thing in the in the whole game, really. All uh, right. Well, the next big milestone. Let's put it that way. No, they've got a couple more to get. Quite a few more. To well, get well this end. is a huge. This will be a huge milestone for the
0: game. it will be huge, huge. This, when they come out with land, they'll come out with land when they're after or just before they're ready for full public release. So. This will be mm-hmm. a, a big, big,
2: big milestone. Yeah, yeah. Probably just before. Probably yep. just before. Or a little before, right? Yep. Because yep. the land has to kind of be set for the game to start, really, right? So people mm-hmm. have to own the land and have it in the map and all that.
0: Well, you have to have the land think... set up and you have to start building your forges to be able to be able to support an economy, right? So.
2: Yeah, yeah. So... Excited for when, when that will be. Yep.
0: And the big thing on this page with the land is the sanction and the neutral land, and and they made it pretty clear that the sanctioned land is something that we'll own. We can set up shops and forges and all that kind of stuff on. I, I believe, um, but the neutral land is just for resource. Expo, ex, you know, that's it. Um, only anybody can come in and take that, and it'll be land up for grabs. The sanctioned land—it's yeah. not something that can be up for grabs. So there that was a big thing that was iterated, reiterated on in the AMA. That's not in the white paper.
2: So right, right. Uh, Which it's interesting to see how that will play out in the game, right? If people can even walk through your land or not, if it's sanctioned. Yeah, but I, with neutral land, it looks like it's you know it's kind of a free for all where if, if you can win a, a piece of land that you want, you can defend it. And then if there's a land that you do want that's defended, you can try to break through their defenses and, and take it and set up your own defenses. Yep.
0: No, I think right. I think the sanctioned land, um, that's going to be places where you set up forages and things like that. So you'll want it, it to be open and be able to have people to walk through it. So, okay.
3: You think you can uh, – yeah. can we sell our land or do you think it's just uh, once you've got your, your – uh... I sure hope so. I mean they talk about being able to
0: rent your things on your land out Um, I think that would be with the land actually yes you will be able to sell your land because they specifically say it will be land deed NFTs any NFT you'll be able to buy sell or trade so yes nice yeah Um, they get into mining they literally only specifically talk about elementals being really good at mining resource nodes um And they do talk about uh, ex- accelerated rate depending on the champion's house. Um, fire elemental could efficiently harvest magma, but an earth elemental be better at harvesting granite. So,
2: yeah, few nice
0: examples. they talk about slightly about blueprints, necessary construction buildings, defense structures, mines, forges, shops, towers, and dungeons. They need to expend, mm-hmm. to, cre- to create just a blueprint NFT, they need to expend Messina and a small amount of gold. Then everything that's required is consumed.
2: Um, right, it's another sink yep. for Messina than, you know, gold, which is going to be pretty much money, right? Pretty much Both money. Of those. Yep. Uh-huh. Yep. Same, thing,
0: same thing as the maintenance and upkeep. Um, buildings become less effective over time. Use Messina to bring it back to its original state, which is just another sink for Messina, which is not a bad thing. All right, then we get mm-hmm. into primes. They say specifically lay it out here in the white paper that prime eternals hold a special place in the ecosystem. They are reiterating the fact they will, they, they like prime holders.
2: They know they need to take care of us. So yeah, yep. And they, they said that from the beginning.
0: Yep. They, yeah. fr- similar to franchise memberships, holding the prime offers players access to discounted materials, consumables, exclusive rewards, and opportunities to participate in the partner economy. So, Right. Partner economy. Partner yeah, economy. You
2: know, Castle um, Messina, he came on the pod, our last podcast, right? When yep. We had the anniversary yep. podcast. He, that's when he brought this to us when he spoke about this. He did. We're partners in this. Yep. We're building, we're bringing people in. So yeah.
0: And the, the, I mean, <clears throat> They're essentially saying, in this, and I've said this before on Prime like they're essentially helping build what I think is going to be the next meta and video game. Where we've already seen with Roblox, Minecraft, um, Fortnite's coming out with Fortnite build stuff now. It's like, players want to take their ideas of how they think the game could be better or more fun, make it, and share it. Alright? And that's going to be the next big meta. And What they're doing, Champions is doing, is saying, we see this, we recognize this, and we want to provide a platform for you to do this within our ecosystem, within our concept, with our assets. So... Yeah. They... And give us the opportunity to be able to make money off of it, right? Players can yeah. create events such as tournaments, boss raids, and charge an entry fee for players to participate.
2: So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, and, the, and the, so and they spoke about the U- UGC towers too, yep. right? Even even above.
1: Yep.
2: I'm wondering. So we so we get to create our own game through the tower. I'm wondering what type of game that would be comparable to. Like a game that we get to create. What, what type of game? Like, what does that look like? What, what games are out now that compare to the types of games we can create in the tower?
1: Uh,
2: I was trying to visualize it, really. Like, like what what are those like? You know? I, it's just a question I, I have.
0: I think it would be the towers themselves are just going to be. Um, uh, actual, they're going to be arena combat, right? Um, it's going to be an opportunity for us to make our own smaller arena, though. That changes based on each level of the tower. So it talks about it a little bit it's,
3: further into
2: okay. the white. I know game we can field. hold tournaments. So okay, so it's yeah. like where you can maybe hold your tournaments in or things like that. Yeah. Let's
3: see. Yeah, I don't. I don't know too many games that are like that. I know one of them. I mean, it's not really like this game at all, but. There's a game called Wizard 101 where you can like, you start at the bottom floor of a tower mm-hmm. and you get, um, you, you play against more challenging and more challenging players as you go to the top and you try to get to the very top to like defeat the, the, the boss level or whatever.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Well, it says right here, um, towers
0: are PVP mode where they attempt to attack and steal tower coins from each other's towers while keeping their own tower safe by fortifying it with defenders, traps and upgrades and then there's a leaderboard yeah. on that right so essentially it's like a t- it's a tower defense game right like um a lot of games are set up like this but it's uh the way they're providing their tower defense by levels right of of arena combat and they're giving us the opportunity to um Make each one of these levels individually tailored to whatever we want, based on the NFTs that we have. Right. So all of those meme boxes that we were minting by playing the game and getting these little um, stickers and emojis and pictures and uh, the the creeds, the the records, right? That and then the the pets that we were airdropped as well as for being holders. All of those. Yeah. were provide boosts to each individual level and there's and numerous different individual traits and they'll probably change between now and when it goes live right? but this is a yeah again yeah. another way to create a lot of different complex content for people to be able to consume and i, I think it's going to kind of be like open Saga said where like you fight against it and you keep trying to progress up the floors and then once you get to the boss floor once you beat it the the tower is going to have a reward and if you beat that tower you get that reward
2: so okay yeah and it goes into a little bit in there a little the bit maestro challenge but yeah let's not skip the where are we at here
0: we also have uh, tournaments that they're going to be coming out with for user generated content these are just the two things that they've coming out with that they're letting us know so
3: far Right. Yeah, I was gonna say that. Um, I think this is more of like a prototype for the their plans for the future. Mm-hmm. They they need like a they needed like a proof of concept to say like, okay, the, like we so the users played the game, the users earned these tickets, they minted these things that they can now use to generate user generated content. And so it's gonna be like an example of of what's gonna happen in, down the road is as we're playing the game, we're gonna be earning. Like other things that we can use in other other user generated content. This is just kinda like that first proof of concept.
0: Right, right. Yeah. I don't disagree. All right.
2: Um, Let's go to. Uh...
0: I'm just excited for when they we have enough players to uh, come out and consistently fill out the tournaments. Like we did for the first blood tournament. That was fun. So um, we skipped over, let's touch back on it really quick, Champion Rental, because this is a yeah, I was gonna say. major yeah. component of uh, what is all of three paragraphs. Right? Um, yep. It says players will be able to offer their champions for exchange for gold fee or other terms specified by the owner. You can, t- you can determine how long, how much of something that they have to you know, farm for you, the maximum number of crystals they can mint, um, how much gold they may have to get for like, there's so much, yeah. so much that oh, if they do this correctly, you can, you know, write a very detailed contract for your rent, for renting out your champions. So
2: yeah, yeah, so it starts with just prime eternals, but then all the other tiers will be you could allow to rent them as well.
0: Yep, and then the thing with um, renting that's going to be different than the glory pass is. And Johnny reiterated this during the AMA: is when you rent it, you the who you as the owner no longer will be earning anything from it beyond what is agreed upon in the rental contract, right? Mm-hmm. The person right. playing it will be the one that is filling up the essence meter of the champion and and you know retaining those assets. They'll be they'll essentially be leveling, leveling up your champion and Uh, creating you know making your champion better or possibly better for you whereas the glory pass um, has no effect on your champion nor does the person who's playing it get the opportunity to farm the resources that they would if they were playing with their own champion or renting them so no essence no bone none of that kind of stuff only in-game content that would have been provided no matter who's who's playing it So.
2: Hmm. So it seems like the champion rentals, uh, maybe a better route to take. It
0: really depends. During the during the beginning of the gameplay cycle, I would one hundred percent agree. Um,
2: mm-hmm.
0: if if they don't put a cap on the glory pass when we got to talk about it, like the the possibility to make a lot of money is down there. So, uh-huh. all right. Um, let's talk about. We all know there's pets, they have uh, the utilities goes over them. Um, and this is where it says pets can have costumes to earn in game, right? So if they're going to have costumes for pets, there's going to be so much customization options in this game, guys. It's going to be so cool. Crazy. Yeah.
2: Right, right. Lots lots That's of opportunity
0: pets, right? for vanity spending. So mm-hmm. okay. See. We know that they
2: have their unique, their passive abilities, all, all the pets, they yep. had a whole breakdown in that.
0: Yep, so uh, you can feel free to go research that more on your own. We're just touching base because we've already been talking now for over two and a half hours. We appreciate everybody for listening as far and if, you, if you're still here with us. Hey, uh, it's, it's a big white paper, right? It's deep. <laughs> very deep. So yeah, yep. Then they get into the free-to-play player on-ramp. They specifically say they wanted to make this free-to-play to bring in a wider base. So, um, Yeah,
2: this is one of the things that, that hit me. I think, we're, was is this the first time we they talked about this, at least, or put it in the white paper? As a free-to-play to, to even start, or to even play? I mean, I think, I think so.
0: They always intended it to be a free-to-play, but this is the first time I think they've specifically spelled that out. So, okay right uh players will be able to through various activities earn the resources they need to progress in the game means that players can unlock and acquire their own champion without ever having to spend any money
2: yeah I asked that all the way up top
0: yep this is through the maestro system right uh this is kind of where it's you know a little different um It says they need to have two different dimensions that the maestros focus on. Account-bound, maestro progression, um, various challenges and quests to earn resources and level up their account. It's important as it unlocks new features and game modes and access to better resources for champion breeding and training. So the Uh second dimension is related to the glory pass. All players can participate in the glory pass, unlocking exclusive rewards and rare champions premium versions offer even more rewards so this doesn't it doesn't make sense because it says a successful maestro player needs to strike a balance between these two players in dimensions of progressions so it's like are we going to have a maximum amount of xp that our maestro can earn and you have to decide how you want to like a skill tree with a limited instead of being able to fill out your entire tree you can only fill out half of it
3: so it might it might be per champion so like like as you do the mini games and as you do the different things that so maybe there's like two sides of it so one is like your account-wide progression just without owning a champion Mm -hmm. and then with that link to a champion that might be like as you use a champion maybe that champion itself also has its own progression yeah i'm not not sure because it says Focusing on the countbound progression is crucial to unlock new features
0: and resources. Participating in the Glory Pass though is equally important to gain access to exclusive rewards and increase their champion collection.
2: So, well, it seems like the, the free to play is just you know that that loop, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. But then they want you to also pay to get in the Glory Pass, right? To uh, yeah. to get the different things that you can get. But but here's where I come back to um, even us holding. PES, or even if you hold an eternal, it still looks like you will have to play the maestro game to unlock parts of the game.
3: Yep, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. So, so maybe like you can't leave the courtyard until you've done a certain thing. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe Maybe. unlocks different areas of the of the world or something, or or different dimensions. Maybe you have to do something to go to Hella. You know. Yeah, in order to
2: even use your PE in different areas, like you have to unlock it with the maestro. Quite
0: possibly. Maybe you have to have a specific Maybe. kind of maestro or a specific looking maestro too, right? Because getting the customizations, which we touched on at the beginning, like one, two, yeah. three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight or nine different customizations for now. But who knows by the time that the game goes live? Um, but this is the type of stuff. Like if you look on the screen now, where it's talking about the path of the maestro, right? It's a collection of achievements that unlock access to different features and quality of life improvements. So are these going to be, this path of the maestro is this going to be different than what they're talking about with the the glory pass versus the account bound achievements, right? Because these would seem like things that once you've earned them, you don't want them to unlock. But if these account bound achievements, you know, reset every time the glory pass season resets, I could see why you would want to work towards you could only work towards one
2: or the other, so. Mm-hmm. These unlocks are cool. It gives you a reason to uh, to play, so you can get a, a a bodyguard and imperial escort.
1: Yep,
0: do the double jump. Skins. Do the double jump, and,
2: bro. Right. <laughs> right. You know, you can
3: have to reach some high areas, maybe, maybe <laughs> right. jump on top of buildings. No, I was reading something how general about, How about a, a jump to begin with? The, the, I think the jump we currently have is a is kind of a fake placeholder one.
0: Yeah. Someone was saying they liked the my show jump the best. I was like, okay, sure, bud. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So then they finally, at the like the practically end of the white paper, get into the glory pass, which yeah. is like one of the most controversial subjects of the entire land. And glory pass were like the two biggest things that everybody wanted to know about, right? Mm-hmm. There's very little in the glory about the glory pass. Offers a free and premium tier, allowing players to progress through the tiers by completing daily and weekly quests and earning glory. Premium tier provides access to more exclusive rewards in the free tier. In the regular yeah. battle mode, players who do not own a champion of their own have the opportunity to choose one from a pre-selected group of Eternals, which is essentially like what we're doing right now. right? We have a pre-selected group of Eternals that we have access to right now. Yeah, But what they're saying is just like, you know, when you played Mortal Kombat or Super Smash Brothers or whatever, you had to play so many fights or win so many fights or do certain secret um, ach- quests to unlock other characters. It's going to be very very similar in the Glory Pass. So,
1: the more well, you what do... Champions
0: are,
2: if you can play for free, whose champions are these?
0: That's going to be prime champions only have the opportunity Right. Uh let's see. Uh, by offering locked champions through the glory pass, players oh, doesn't say actually right here. Doesn't say. I I was under the assumption I swear I read somewhere that it was just gonna be primes. Do you remember reading
2: that yeah, again? Yeah, I've seen that. It's, um Well I think no with the rentals said that primes start off as being the only ones that yeah. can rent out.
0: I'm sure I could have swore I read somewhere that it's just primes, but we'll see. That can use that can play the glory pass. That can be in the glory pass. So we'll see. I don't know. That's a big question too. Now, if I there's guess. a free
2: right, if it's a, if there's a free tier,
0: mm-hmm.
2: what primes or 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 what you know champions are they playing?
0: Anyone that submits a champion to the glory pass, like that's the thing is. Um you can submit your champion to the glo- to be played in the Glory Pass, right? Instead yeah. instead yeah. of And that's the thing is like this is the Glory Pass is getting rid of the active staking and that is more um what it is in my mind is if you're mm-hmm. actively submitting your champion to be played in the Glory Pass, they're allowing you to you're, you're share the revenue from the Glory Pass.
2: Right? So rather okay.
0: than play with your own oh, champion, don't if it's free,
2: yeah. Well, yeah. So you're sharing, you're sharing the overall revenue, so it's not like oh, somebody's like to play your champion for free. You don't get anything, but you share the overall revenue. Well, the some of the tier too.
0: Yeah, some of the free champions are going to be the ones that get used the most, right? So yeah. it might not be a bad thing to be in that free tier. So.
2: Okay, but. what do you get for that? I'm saying too, though, like. Just you're, are you are you sharing? You're, so you're sharing share, the, uh, things that they make. Mm-hmm.
0: Share of the revenue of people who pay for the premium glory pass. So, okay. we have no idea how much or when or how often or any of that stuff yet. So, big big question marks about the glory pass remain. Mm-hmm. All right. Then it gets into guilds. So this was interesting because it's essentially saying they want the guilds to pledge. Right? When we first got into uh, Champions they want us to choose a house. So uh, they're saying that guilds will have to choose a house as well and uh, that will affect the overall house and political actions and all types of stuff. So the game of political intrigue dav has been opened so step in oh man sir. Bring,
2: bring out the machiavelli book bro the print <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I like that they did this 2B I think it was a really good idea and it's it's gonna bring a lot of really cool things into the game so uh
3: yeah especially with the guilds that are trying to do like multiple houses
0: yep like um the wardens who are supposed to be the wardens of uh of keeping everyone you know on equal footing I want to see how that's gonna work and uh, TPS, you know, who started out as Death Gang, are they going to be a, a House of Death, Death Gang? Guild? So it'll be mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see how this plays out with the two guilds that we have in the scene right now, specifically. Yeah. Let alone the ones that are to come.
2: Right. Right. So, and I'm wondering, House of Pineapple. <laughs> I love house of Pineapple. House of no pineapple, yo. So this is, this is mostly for really literally in-game stuff, right? So if you have a guild like that, really a Discord guild or outside, it's kind of like uh, like a social guild. But in the game, I'm guessing you can choose different houses and pledge different houses. Maybe it's a overall strategy from your guild from Discord and then separate it up to pledge to different uh, houses in the game.
0: Mm, no, I think your right. overall guild is going to have to pledge to one, one specific house. So,
3: I think this is really cool. I I like the idea that you get certain bonuses from a certain deity. You know, mm-hmm. so maybe maybe if you do like House of Death, maybe they actually influence your Death Champions more, and maybe they'll have some kind of negative effect on like the Life ones or something. Mm.
2: Well, maybe see, I don't know. So yeah. much
0: man. Again, this one of those things where it's like uh, we'll have to figure out. You know what champions ascension develops for us but it, it seems like something that's cool is coming down the
2: yes yeah. yeah yeah it's so, so. involved in so much that's why i said up top it's like they're they they fleshed out their thesis and, and they're showing us a lot more of what the game will be yep so so yep. involved yeah
0: the one thing they don't have and that's still kind of uh clear as mud is the game chain um and i've I, don't i don't understand this 100 percent yet so uh i don't really feel comfortable talking too much on this other than the fact that it seems like they're going to polygon with i don't even know what a supernet is so hopefully mm-hmm. something something that uh will will be cheap i don't know
2: so. yeah yeah well you know our, our faith is in the devs right because even Cast said this in the um and the AMA, uh, he was like, this is taking a lot of energy and focus and due diligence to figure out the game chain and, and all of these things. It's not like what the game is right now, us testing it and playing it with the bugs and all that in the system. This is completely different. And then I think this yeah. has a lot to do with the partnership up top that they have been with, you know, the uh, what they call the game play labs, right? Play, labs, are and, play labs and Polygon well the partnership with um who was the the investor oh a16 in yeah it has a lot to do with them right so they can kind of advise through this whole process as well right so it's like what what chain to use and how to use it
1: well
0: that's, the, here's the thing is like we're not ready for the economy to go live yet so i i'm not 100% sure while they're worried about this right in in six in in 2 months it could be a completely different landscape when it comes to assets and these types of things, right so like they're talking here about bridging assets like i'm yeah. not ready I'm not ready to bridge my assets yet i I play another game that minted on ethereum, had us bridge to polygon, and now just this last weekend underwent a complete contract rewrite. They unbridged everybody's assets and went back to ethereum um nfts and are using a system called mirroring where they're using another chain that essentially mirrors the ethereum chain right it's just uh-huh. it's and so it's the arbitrum chain that they're using and so it's like they i literally just went through the process of having to pay to bridge my stuff so what happens when they determine that you know bridging in this pos supernet isn't going to be good enough all right it's going to cost us a lot of money to do bridge these assets over. Are they going to do it for free when we have to bridge back out or bridge onto the next thing? That's better in two months or three months. So that's my only concern for
2: right now with all this. Mm-hmm.
0: Stuff.
2: Well, like I think that's why you said they they did a lot of due diligence on this part, and hopefully it's just one move. I think Polygon is probably the right play for this because you just came on Polygon, and you know good solutions to the gas. So (sighs) we shall see. We shall see. Mm -hmm.
0: And then there's all these reasons. Yeah. There's all these reasons why they're they're supporting it. Um, You know, all of these are good reasons. All of these are really good reasons. Um, Yeah. Low friction, fraud monitoring, embedded fiat and crypto payments, um, multiple account support authentication, um, people, they can do semi-custodial wallets or self-custodial wallets. Like, there's lots of good points here, man. I don't see anything bad about any of this. Worth it. It's just information that uh, you can just read and soak in.
2: So we, yeah. So we will have to literally move our assets personally.
0: Yes. Right, right. now, yes, hundred mm-hmm. percent. So, and that's why they want right. to give all this different um all these different uh resources and support so yeah yeah then a uh get back to the in-game marketplace where they're uh, allowing us to buy trade and sell in-game assets um which again i know bonzaga i was when they were talking about um having the on off-chain in-game currencies um and not being able to trade them it still do- does say essentially you'll be able to list your items for gold which is one of the um off-chain currencies and I, I i highly believe you'll be able to do it for messina or
2: as well so
0: or at least trade gold for messina right so they'll be a yeah.
2: workaround for pretty trade much messina. Every- Right. Trade a the cena for gold. And maybe the gold is the thing that you change into fiat. You know, there, there's a way to do it.
1: Yep.
2: Right.
0: Yep. So, and, and after right. the, after the marketplace, we get in the big disclaimer that pretty much just says, um, all this could be for nothing if they decide <laughs> they want to change. the anything.
2: whole." Yeah, our whole podcast could be for fucking nothing. <laughs>
0: yeah. So thank you for spending the last three hours with us, but they changed everything.
2: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think we lost Gonzaga. Oh no! It's all, all yeah. good, all good. good, man. He uh he's panting. No, that's bro. That was very involving. I think that's why all, all the way up in the top three hours ago, I said it, the most exciting part for me was to see the way that uh they just dove deeper into what the vision was. Right, they're giving us their vision. This is what the game is. Uh, more content diving deeper into it and, and this is a real fucking thing man it, it just looks very very good so that, that's what I was excited about
0: oh yeah no I'm 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 super pumped right um to wrap all this up like there's a lot of people who were put out a lot of um I would have to say for lack of a better terms but almost when it first came out before the AMA and I just don't think they saw the vision um that I like when I after I first read through this, I could see what they were going for, and I was highly impressed.
1: And after right. the
0: AMA, listen to the AMA, I'm even more impressed um, and even more bullish on champion's ascension. Um, I know there's some people out there who have been listening primes, and it's like, man, if I had more liquid right now, I would be buying
2: primes. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, you know the ETH is going up, but primes kind of hold. You know, in fiat, holding steady, but. It's it's a time to buy. I I think even if even if you need a passive investment vehicle, I think it's there, right? In renting and the glory pass and in breeding, but it, you're gonna want to get some that you want to play with, at least 100%. a few, right? Get some good ones you want to play with.
0: Yep, floor primes are fine, but definitely find something that you would, looks like you will enjoy. Utilize. Because you will need yeah. to enjoy playing this
2: game to get the most out of it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Not- Elementals are a good grab. I need to get one of four, you know, one of each, at least, one of each essence. Mm-hmm. And I need to add an arcane to the stable.
0: Yep. Do it. I, I mean, I made sure, I had to go and buy a Grondel, I think. But, uh, after Elementals, I got one of each family now, and I definitely have one of each essence.
2: So... Um, you're diversified
0: as much as i can be without spending a bunch more cap- capital so
2: yep.
0: uh, you know oh yeah the only financial advice that we ever give to anybody on this uh podcast is only spend as much as you are willing to lose so you know don't overextend yourself but uh definitely you- you'll still be seeing me around
2: here in another year yeah and with it, at least you know you're buying something and you can play the damn game too <laughs> yeah. right you're getting something for it let's play so so i'm in man yeah i guess i guess we'll leave it our, our, our last thoughts right it's exactly that bro it's uh we have more of their vision um it, it's doable right it's the, the play to own thing that concept i like you know um you're a partner, you're however good the game is, you're getting the assets and, and the NFTs, you own them, you can keep them, you can exchange them for value or you can keep them in the game. Um, I, I think they thought that through. I was very bullish. I, I never I never thought anything negative about the white paper at all. I was bullish when I read it. It kind of changed my approach to it, right? Which is like I was even thinking buy a lot of floor primes and get rid of you know some of the nicer ones, but at this point, no, I don't think you need to stack a bunch of four primes. I think uh, get some that you can play with. So, bullish, digging it, loving it. Final thoughts, Mac, what are you thinking?
0: Uh, I know um, everyone who can't, who isn't reading the chat right now, Ponzaga had to uh, go do some IRL stuff, but I, I just wanted to make sure um, to give him a shout-out Thank him for coming on today and filling in for Dip for us. Uh, we appreciate having him on anytime that he, he joins us. I'm gonna. Anybody who's still here with us, you're fucking awesome. Thank you. This was a super <laughs> long <laughs> one, but there was so much to go over, man. Um, and and that's the thing though is they gave us so much with so little. Like there's so much still to come. Um, and well, yeah. if if you think this has been a ride so far, like. The ride is just beginning, and I think it's going to be an amazing ride, and I'm ready for it, man. Um, I, like like I said before, super bullish on the project, um, super bullish on the team, and I look forward to it. Um, I I look forward to all things NFT, man. I'm about to go to NFT NYC next week and go chop it up and try and uh, you know meet some NFT people. That's Maybe get cool, a, bro. Score us some more interviews with some some uh, influential teams. So.
2: Do your thing, Mac. Man, that's that's fucking amazing. We want a whole rundown, bro, the next show. Yep. We'll talk about that. All right. Hey, let's wrap it.
0: Sounds like a plan, brother.
2: All right, man. Well, everybody, thanks Thanks for tuning in. At least we have something to refer to. If you if you don't want to read the white paper, you got three hours with us, and we we delve deep in everything. But we'll see you again. This is Bi-Weekly Now. And as you know, as always, prime minds think alike. We're out.